Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Episode of Supernatural The Crossroads. As always, I'm your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me is Ryan Denton. It's crackalacking. Really? I, well, I was going to go. No, with, no. I and Michael with, Flores. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> Guys, it is balls. weak. Balls. It is, it is balls. It is balls out, apparently. Yeah, dicks out. Dicks out. We're doing just memes. It's yeah. a meme show now. Yep. <laughs> balls. <laughs> Guys, tonight we are talking about Season 12, Episode 2, Mama Mia, and we've got a little bit of Crossroads news more than any actual Supernatural news before we start the show, so we're kind of going to streamline today, I think, because it's, it's mostly just stuff that's happened on our end. It hasn't yeah. really been a lot of news. Even on the subreddit, that I don't know if you guys check out Supernatural on, on Reddit frequently. Yeah, no. I do. There wasn't a whole lot of actual updates. It's just like more discussion about the show, which I was surprised by because it's felt like this summer had a fair amount of news. There was always something happening between casting or where the story's going or ideas that they have and speculation. I think a lot of that stemmed from the fact that it was a new chapter in Supernatural, right. the new showrunner. So yep. there's a lot more speculation. There was so much speculation during the summer. Yeah. And now that we have the show, it has everyone's just kind of shut it up. It has and... stopped. All we get is the is the uh, EW articles every week about Ugh. something new. I hate them right now. Because there's I really no, it's do. no news. It's just like, hey, so and so said this on the set. Oh Wee! my god. Let me repeat that for 400 more words. Clickbait. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much garbage. I, I don't understand the EW deal they made. It was supposed to be. Did they like, make a deal? Like yes, it, uh, was dirty, Lucifer involved? So dumb. Yes, it was. Oh, <laughs> God, uh, there was a deal that was reached during the summertime, I believe, shortly after the end of season eleven, where EW would be basically having a supernatural section of their website. And at first, they should have come to us. I know. At first glance, it's like, oh. I guess when I first heard about it, I should say it was cool concept. Like that's kind of cool. We're going to get some, some supernatural related content, whatever, whatnot. But what I see is no different than what we get from blogs. Right. And all the other yeah, people it's... who are true fans out there doing their due diligence to try to get the scoops on supernatural. Meanwhile, we have this giant called EW who's losing magazine subscribers like the plague. So they decide, <laughs> Hey, what can we do? Let's scoop up all these fandom niches and just do random articles. And because we're EW, we'll go ahead and get some minor scoops Man, here and there. EW ruined my blog. 
Yeah. Honestly, though, have they broken any stories? Because I feel like there is really. always like two or three days after clickbait, the dude. news came out about something. Yeah. And you know what? Some people were very positive about it. some people in the fandom and saying this is a good thing for them. And I don't see the benefit because honestly, no one's going to read an article in EW saying, oh, Supernatural uh, season 12. You know, what? I'm going to start watching now. You know, I never What's... watched, but this CW or this EW article really turned my opinion yeah. around. Yeah. And they, hey, not... I started watching at season nine. Well, I'm not saying that it's not going to bring in new people, but for the most part, the people clicking on those EW links are people already watching Supernatural. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious. They already know the ins and outs. They're not doing anything for us other than helping themselves get more traffic. And if if EW was led by a Supernatural fan freak where he was like, I love Supernatural, I got to do this, then that's different. Right. This is a business strategy on their end just to get more traffic. Well, the other thing is they're not saying any articles about why you should watch, why it's lasted 12 years. For those of you who don't know, it's here's what like you should get. It's nothing like the articles it. you do. Well, thank you. But oh, wow. It, it's, it's nothing that tries to get people engaged with the, sto- the show or the fandom or trying to get you to watch the show if you never have before. It's yeah. here's this sentence that we heard from a Comic-Con from a tweet that we found. They have had some interviews or some insight from, a, from the writer's room. But again, it's something that would have gotten out there anyways, meaning they would have done that interview with another source. Instead, EW now is getting first dibs, basically. Well, a lot of those those things that they bring out, too, are straight up convention quotes where it's like you're really not getting any news. They're just See, saying I, the I think that's my biggest thing. answer. I don't have a problem with what they that they're doing this stuff for Supernatural. I just wish they would do more rather than just repeat stuff. I wish they would do more for the show. Right. But yeah. Hey, the only thing I care about EW is that I get into their party at San Diego Comic-Con because it's always supposed to be <laughs> fucking legit. Yeah. That's a bit. That's all I care. The selfish needs. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude. Well, he's just like EW then. Oh. Well, you know what? I, I'm just, it's just, you know, I don't want to be negative, but you know what? I, I, uh, I, we are a strong fandom, the Supernatural fandom, and I, I just, I don't like people taking advantage of things. Like, people can say the same thing about us. We do a show. We do website articles. But the difference is, is... I put time in the post. We are huge, (laughs) huge Supernatural fans who had no concept that there was even an online presence until after we did the show. No, right. Not like it is. And now we're feeding the frenzy because we're we're all fans sharing information. And that's pretty much the gist of it. Whereas EW is like, they did market research. And behind their market research, they realized... That they need to get their numbers up. Well, what's a way we can get our numbers up? Oh, let's go ahead and rape this fandom over here. Then we'll do the same thing to this fandom. And before we know it, we have readers again coming to our useless, dying dinosaur website. (laughs) All right. No more negativity. Plus, I put work into mine, goddammit. Yeah. Anyway. Now I'm going to be super negative because you told me not to. (laughs) So we've got got some news on our end that I kind of want to touch on first. Uh, before we get into like a little like what mini pre-discussion before actual discussion. Sure. Why not? So guys, Supernatural t-shirts will ship this Monday. So if you've ordered one, expect an email soon. For those of you who have not purchased a shirt yet, and if you are interested in doing so, check out RainmanDigitalMedia.com. So the, how, what's the shipping on those, Mike? Like a couple of days? I have gotten not the price. you thirty-seven fifty, aren't they? But Lou Ferrigno wants to buy one? <laughs> He wants them shipped. And now, I totally how, how many days it. roughly can they well, expect I, I had some orders coming through, and then uh, I have not had a chance to ship them. 
So if you did order them, they will be shipped out Monday, whether you ordered last week or 10 days ago or yesterday. Uh, because I'm a one man operation in terms of the shipping, um, that means I can have I can only pick a day to ship because, of course, as people know that listen to this show, um, does 37 I'm, shows. Yeah. And I'm spread <laughs> thin. So they'll be they'll be shipping out to you on Monday and you should receive an email. OK, cool. And then we also have upcoming exclusive crossroad shirts as well as Rain Man digital oh, shirts. Is, is that for the Rain Man show or for like the network as a whole or both? Um, I, it just goes in it goes in uh, in hand with the premium side of things, right? So that's going to be part of the premium service. If you guys have been with us for a while, you know we've been talking about the Roku channel and video coming soon, and we've been actually spending a fair amount of time working on that, including putting more lights than the sun behind me to try and okay. illuminate my dark soul. Because apparently I don't show like up on a, camera. You look like a fucking Christmas tree. I dude. look like the villain from, like like the emperor when you first see him and he's just got the hood and no one else sees, you can't see anything but you his mouth. You look like Whiplash from fucking Iron Man, dude, with all the fucking lights coming out of Yeah, you. I'm fucking glowing like a Christmas tree. It's a million degrees in the chair. You look like Castiel in his true form. <laughs> just, Only he's just not the size of the Chrysler building. <laughs> right. Yeah, right? Yeah. We've been working on video stuff for a little bit now, and we're going to have that, I guess, go live soon. We're going to have like a, a, a little mini launch before the end of the year, before it goes full-blown. And that is going to be a premium service, full guys. Full-blown full full We're, gonna we're go on full HIV right now. Right. We're going ha- to have, have the HIV. We're going to start with HIV. That is the worst comparison we could have made. And they go full-blown. Yeah. At the first of the I year. mean, we're going straight up Magic Johnson on this motherfucker. <laughs> Live. Yeah, that's that's perfect analogy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's yeah. why I went with it. Uh, so, guys, it is a premium service, so it does have a small fee, but we're definitely going to make sure it's worth your money. We've been talking about it a lot. We've been putting a lot of extra work into this. There's going to be a this. lot of full frontal on it. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, that's that's the Ryan Ryan fun time hour. Yeah, we yeah. had a meet. It's a just plan- him gyrating for a straight 60 minutes. We had a planning meeting, and all of us came up with viable ideas to give more than just video content, but we'll give additional things, and that was Ryan's suggestion. Right. How about full, full frontal? frontal? Yeah. Right. I mean, I know that there's that... that it was met with skepticism, know. but, you know, we're still open to the idea. Well, I mean, I think we finally need to figure out who has the biggest dick in this room. I think <laughs> that's exactly what needs to happen. Like... I'm like Castiel. I don't have anything. Well, I'm a I'm a grower, not a shower, so I'm gonna have to. Get I'm junkless, like full, angels. I'm a, you're junkless. I'm gonna have to get full mast before it's, we. Can it's a premium service with part webcam shows, so that's yeah. how that's gonna work. I take Bitcoin, um, so <laughs> oh man, you guys want to send me Bitcoin? That'd be great. Uh, also, guys, the once previously thought dead, at least by me, fan fiction <laughs> contest dead, dude, dude. is apparently still a thing. It was just in the ICU for quite some time. Well, we were on summer helatus. That was all we talked that was about. I thought we would. we talked about it during Alpha and Omega, and then we mentioned yeah. that the nothing has changed. If you guys click on the link, it's and been like a year and a half. No, <laughs> the relaunch of the fan fiction when we wanted to open it up to a broader audience, right. a broader I mean broader uh, genres. Mm-hmm. Um, we st- I believe we talked about that the last couple shows of the year, and on the same website dated back in at that time, it says that January 2017th is the close of judging. So judging is going on right now. We it are is? still accepting. We're still accepting uh, fan fiction from people out there. So we're busy reading. We have roughly a thousand uh, bits of fan fiction to to sort through between now and January. So who's reading that? You will be reading some soon. Well, I was going to say, hey, I, I haven't think, seen I think one Mike's fucking... going through most of it first. <laughs> I haven't seen well, one I'm sorting thing. through. I'm sorting through. Well, you're going to have. Do you want to read it right now? I, well, I want some of the, the juicy stuff. Well, I'm I... sorting through stuff that will. Because there's I, just I, one I, stack that's Ryan. I got it's all dirty. 
I hope it's dirty. I got through some of the fan fiction that I'm trying to sort through the stuff that doesn't fit the qualifications that we put on the website, Uh, making sure it's supernatural centric and it's nothing else. So that is what I've been doing. And once I have all those sorted, then you guys will be reading uh, nonstop during a winter break leading up into January. But I can't read. So I get should I get Rosetta Stone? We'll have audiobooks for you. Oh, okay, perfect. That's easy. So. Okay, cool. Or we'll get you a reading for dummies book. Actually, can you just <laughs> give me a really hot chick to read to me? Yeah, yeah, sure. Awesome. That'll be very easy to do. Yeah, how about we I have think... how about we have uh, gay Andy read for you? Um, <laughs> I will actually learn to read real fast if that's the option. Yeah. There we go. So that is still a thing, guys. If you are interested in that, check out RainmanDigitalMedia.com. I think you can just you can just search Supernatural Fan Fiction uh, Contest and- or a direct link. We'll have Andrew tweet it out the link tweet out the link that's in the show notes it's uh it's under the fan fishing contest update tweet out that link as a reminder i think a lot of people bookmarked it because the traffic went through the roof the first time we were talking about it and it's bit people have been going to and submitting continually throughout the summer so go ahead and remind people by tweeting it out uh the link and put supernatural fan fiction crossroads all in the hashtags thank you there we go uh, so a couple things we wanted to touch on before we go into the whole discussion, because again, we don't have a whole lot of news, but we got a much darker episode with Mamma Mia, which the name was a very misnomer for me. I thought it was going to be a little more lighthearted for Mama some Mia. reason. I don't know. I, I, I heard ABBA and Mario. That's yeah, just that's, what that's I exact. heard when, Mama Mia. when I heard this title. Um, but it was a, it was a darker episode. We had some really, yeah. really kind of fucked up visuals. Which I loved that. Yeah, it was awesome. That was fucking cool. Um, we had our first taste of Rick Springfield as Lucifer, which will be met with mixed reviews in this episode <laughs> of Crossroads. I'm I sure. wonder by who. I wonder by who. I actually did get tweets about it though. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, as well as we want to talk specifically about the visual effects in this episode, which I I was I felt like one scene was a little weak. But I then saw a following scene. I'm like, okay, that's where all that's right. where all the time and effort went into, and it makes right. sense. But I mean, right. did you guys have anything you wanted to add necessarily beforehand? Because I know we've uh, talked to visual effects coordinators, but we need to get more of an in depth look of how they do that. I, we've talked about having an artist or someone specifically like I had to do X, right, rather than just the coordinator because. Uh, he left the show since we talked to him. You know what? I, I the visual effects this week I actually thought was pretty damn good. I, I, the the shots where obviously Lucifer's eyes click on, you know, they're they're they they get bright. Right. I love that <laughs> shot. Um, and they they do such a good job with it. It's the subtle effects yeah, that are always the yeah, best. Those are the best ones. So I actually like the visual effects this week. I thought they were really well done, but you know. Negative Nancy over here. Wait, Thomas said he didn't like the visual effects. There's one scene that uh, I thought was a little weak. But Thomas then just following, can't ever be positive. No, no. But what then, happened to this? Th- Thomas, when we first started the show, he was positive, <laughs> and he's gotten too comfortable in that seat. Yeah, all, no. Oh just, my I'm ass! So negative. Nancy. You've known I've been negative forever. He, he writes about all this so on, shut his t- up. on his Tumblr. <laughs> you are a product of the internet, man. Yeah, you are. See, the thing is, I don't spend that much time on the internet. You this lie. is my own depraved, dark thoughts yeah. while I drink. I thought <laughs> some of the visual effects were some of the, the best we've seen uh, in Supernatural. I think they get progressively better. Do you better. want me to say what I thought was weak? No, not Just really. Now. Save it. Not really. Or do you want me to save it? It's your show, Thomas. If you want to bring it down to a negative screeching halt, oh, go ahead. Oh, for come on. <laughs> the one bit that I thought was a little weak was the flying books. I thought those looked a little... 
eh. week. It didn't. But it didn't the, me. the rest of the episode, which we'll get into. Well, well, well okay. Don't thought, be. A, looked great. If we're gonna get into this. Um, don't be a troll. I'm not trying to be a troll. I'm a troll. You're a very smart individual with a, a thesaurus for a brain. I Thank think you. you can come up with a better word than a little weak. Uh, if you're if you're going to bring the show down to a negative screeching halt, <laughs> then I want you to expand on why the books looked. The books weak. had they they didn't look like they were actual books in any way. I thought they could have they they've done better with hair flowing and skin, like with the Banshee in season eleven, things that look real. But these books, the pages don't look real. It feels like a like a PlayStation two graphic flying around, something I would have seen in a video game scene rather than something thrown about or through practical effects moved around the room for just a small shot. And I thought it was a little weird. It, it, I felt like a Harry Potter vibe where they were flying across the room. Don't you dare But the talk rest of the Harry scenes Potter. with the visual effects, which we know, we all know what I'm talking about, but I just don't want to get into it just now, I thought were absolutely awesome. And I watched it at night in the dark because the girlfriend was asleep and it, I was like, fuck, that scene is scary looking. So for me... The books took away from it because they felt a little dated compared to what we've seen this show produce before, while the following scenes effects more than made up for it. Hmm. That is my opinion, which I know Mike is just stewing behind his monitors right now. No, I'm just trying to fix some problems. I guess there's an issue with the chat room, but I mean, if you guys can't figure out the chat room, I don't know what to tell you. You can also listen. (laughs) If you you can listen from the tune in that you can also do that um, and you can also go to. Uh, you know what? Let me give them another link they can listen to if they're having issues. But it's the same player, so I I don't know. So tech issues. Yeah, that's pretty standard for this show. Yeah. Either way, that was. I mean, Ryan, what did you think of the of I the thought, book? Do you even remember the book? She didn't even care. It, dude, it was one of those scenes where it didn't even like phase me. Like I probably was. Yeah, it was yeah. a really small gripe, and I understand that it was yeah, petty and nitpicky. Small but, gripes turn into large things after so many small gripes. You know, a small wound can get infected. So. Yes. yes, it can. So I, it, didn't, it didn't. I mean, I was me, so though. this conversation was supposed to segue over to like reaching out to the visual effects guys, but now after that, I probably won't because <laughs> of my one comment, the one of three people. <laughs> no, no more hellish breaks for Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to be critical enough, so it just spe- it spews out. Is that it? I think what we need to do is just do one show where it's just all negativity. It and can't be this show. It, yeah, it's called it Mystery Spot 3000. Yeah, no, no, no. If out. we want to do a completely negative show, we just have to talk about The Walking Dead. <laughs> we'll talk about Bloodlines. Oh, God. Yeah. We're not talking about Bloodlines ever again. Yeah. I but, just did. But because I don't want to be too negative, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to turn it around, shift gears into talking about Mamma Mia, what we liked, quick synopsis, and then getting into all the stuff that this episode introduced and remedied some of our direct gripes from last week. And not even gripes. Like, we, we're like, where are they going with this? Are they doing this for certain reasons right. that were addressed in this one? Another textbook example for me of why they need to bring back to be continued. Because this really did feel like the, the second, second half, half of the premiere. Yep. So with that, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to get into Mamma Mia in just As a minute. was before. Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. 
listen, I'm all about Star Wars, and I love <laughs> Star Wars, but come on, change.org, dude, you're yep. a loser. This is why our, this is the, that cancerous core to our country that De Niro was talking about, because this guy's taking the time to petition <laughs> about a Netflix goddamn Star Wars experience. On change.org, how many backers does this have? 25,000. These are yeah. things, this is why the terrorists hate us. We're worried about... Look at you know what if, if, if yeah. change.org existed in the Middle East, they'd be saying, I need to live and have food. Can you please sign this petition, please? Less Over stonings. here, we're worried about Star Wars and vegan hamburgers. <laughs> please sign here to end Sharia law. I'm tired of my mother being beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> That's the change.org that that they would be signing. Less stonings in the public square, cleaning up the blood is becoming a hassle. No more honor killings. No more uh, genitalia, mutilation, decision of women. No. Eh, Star Wars. I'm glad we have our priorities straight in this country. Uh, uh, Andrew, usually that's your cue when everyone stops talking. Yeah. (laughs) Can we please put Andrew's death on change.org? I would pay... (laughs) I would pay Bobby, please. Put Andrew's death oh. on change.org. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Hey, ass butt. Do you love Supernatural, The Crossroads? Tell the rest of the world by representing the show on your buy. Don't objectify me. With the Crossroads Tees, the first run of shirts are available to own. The shirts are anvil unisex and made up of high-quality 100% ring-spun cotton. What are you waiting for? Become a Crossroads Minion and represent the show proudly. Head to RainManDigitalMedia.com, click on the store tab, and get your Crossroads shirt today. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL30 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL30. That's D-E-A-L-30 at adamandeve.com. Previously on Supernatural The Crossroads. Like it Absolutely. was like that's a little something bit. Dean would do. Oh yeah. Because you don't you don't see that from John Winchester. No, he's very serious. He's all serious, which I reminds me more of Sam's nature when it yep. comes to that yep. thing. But now you kind of see where Dean gets some of that smirky, I like that a little a lot. pervy behavior yeah. <laughs> that, from that, mom apparently. Yeah, that's good. I like that I wonder a lot. If, I wonder if mom likes. Uh, I guess it would be hung male Asians. Oh, like oh, I wonder because Dean likes busty. You know. You know, Asian beauties. I oh. figured maybe mom likes, you know, Asian men. I don't know. But not Good Lord. <laughs> just save it for your fan fiction. <laughs> I can just see it now. Mary Winchester types in hung Asians. <laughs> <laughs> trying to learn the computer. Her and Cass are both trying to learn That's the computer. Gotta be a, He's like, using the VR porn. She's Google searching. M- mother like son. <laughs> <laughs> we now realize where Dean gets it from. Oh. Jesus. Click, 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 click. Backspace, backspace. <laughs> 
Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural, The Crossroads. Now we're going to get into the full-blown discussion of Mamma Mia. Ryan, do you have the synopsis ready, or are you I'm trolling off in the, troll, I'm, in, in the troll chat room? I'm going to call it the troll room. The troll room. Um, yeah, I have the synopsis. Uh, Dean, Castiel, and Mary have a lead on Sam and set out to rescue him. Dean is uncomfortable putting Mary in danger, but she insists on going. Meanwhile, Crowley is tipped off that Lucifer has taken over the body of rock star Vince Vicente. All right, and this one was directed by Thomas J. Wright and written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming. Oh, you said it I right. I think we actually got that one right this time. You got it right, and normally you get it wrong. Now, we talked about this just briefly before we went to a break, but this very much was part two of the season premiere. And again, I and this is the, the at least the third year in a row that they've done this. And I, I'm almost at the point where just put to be continued back into it. I really think it will help. Yeah, I think it would help with with a lot of people who may have issues with the first chapter who, let's be honest, we were all a bit impatient. Oh, absolutely. It's just how we've all been kind of built in this new society. Last of, 15 of instant, years of instant yeah, gratification. Of, and instant information. I mean, we're in the information age. And unfortunately, TV shows are going to have to pander to that impatience sometimes. And you can simply fix it by to be continued. Just you wrote an entire article about it on our website. I did. I put. I remember I put in there that they've done away with it since Kripke left, but it feels, or maybe even since Gamble. Yeah. But it's like, did the person who originally proposed to be continued like get in a fight at the holiday party with someone's producer calling it, it their wife Sa- a whore? It was Sarah Gamble. And then <laughs> it got and they're like, never again will we put to be continued in because of that person. Yeah. I prefer to be concluded. But, you know, so fuck but, off. But you know what? There's also a certain amount of excitement that comes with it to be continued. It, it makes you like it gives you, you that a little giddy thing. You're like, oh, God, fuck. All right. Yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. But when you get just the episode, you you kind of have that. OK, I guess this is supposed to be over now. Why didn't this answer all my questions? Yeah. And I feel like just that little bit could change it because this or, this is clearly the second half. Absolutely. Or, or, you know, people could just start being, you know, patient and stop being yeah. a bunch of. We're not about cards. that here. It's Ryan. not, not going to happen because look at Ryan, even you, the, even though we all liked the season premiere, ever, um, I would say a good 85, 90 percent of the minor issues that we had with the season premiere were resolved in this issue with, with this with this episode, which was the part two. It was obviously written as a part one and part oh, yeah, two. Absolutely. We said Why that. not just go with it? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would help the flow of the show as well, because like you said, you get that cliffhanger feel. And I think that would bring a stronger feel to the premiere episode. Yeah, because before it had been like, look at all the information we get thrown at us. And with you, when you don't have that, you feel like a little bit. All right. I guess it's just over now. But if you had that to be continued, then you're excited and it's still going. And and I don't know. I think that could definitely help. But we get we opening scene. We get sex interrogation oh, dude, i was route. like i just oh i was into it i got, com- I got completely <laughs> full mass dude i was like yes oh. i was like yes he's finally railing this chick Ra- he uses the worst word i know too. right what you oh so, sorry uh sam was finally having intercourse with that young lady i'm making love making love having sex i like even it. fucking but oh. railing yeah that's just inhuman well, i envision <laughs> i envision sam being a a, a very good lover so, you know, like, <laughs> railing seems the right word. I don't see what the problem here is. I'm sure the chat room will agree with me. Yeah. You see Ryan's fan fiction has himself inserted in there. Well, no. Sam. I, well, wait, what am I inserting? I think, I think Ryan shares a similar vocabulary as Donald Trump. Oh. Oh, wow. That's. And we're polarized low, automatically. And that's a low blow. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, But 
No, I. It was interesting because when that that scene opened up, I was like, immediately I'm like, I'm like holy, I was like, holy shit, Sam works fast. I was like, damn. But no, that was, dude. I actually kind of caught me off guard. I was like, uh. Well, okay. immediately I'm like, okay, that's crap. It can't be real, right? That's the first exactly. thing I had. Which it, Sam has more than anybody else gotten the absolute shit kicked out of him he's been physically tortured mentally tortured mentally raped at this point physically raped at one point in season seven yeah if you watch mystery spot theater religiously raped if you believe that he did share a bunk with lucifer you know there's just been violated in every manner of the word and i shouldn't laugh at that but i do I don't know why. It's Sam's luck. It's Sam's luck. It's Sam's luck. It's I lost my shoe. I got raped. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, wait. On the reverse side, Sam's done some pretty good railing of his own. I mean, Ruby. No, I mean, it's just it's really unfortunate because it's always Sam, and that I feel like that's not fair at this point. Plus, we got shirtless Sam. I mean, who's complaining about that? But but think about that for a second. The mental letters showed here that they are far more ruthless than we think yeah because this wasn't a physical beating this wasn't messing with your head this was a weird you know men of letters potion magic induced violation yeah it's very personal very invasive yeah do you think sam was like into it before it actually like he obviously was. Obviously was, but I think that's misnomer with what his concept of reality so is. So we gonna see Sam actually railer then? No, I, I don't know honestly, but obviously he was in some type of drunk stupor, like yeah. a magical spell. So I mean, I mean, yeah, she said spell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, and then she said that it would liquefy his brain if she did it again, and I'm like, what are you using? Yeah, and that's one thing that I uh, going off a man of letters, Rufy. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> far more powerful than the average. It was a uh, Bill Cosby yeah. wants Bill to Cosby get his hands special, on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the man of letters. How's he talking? Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. It's uh, like the Jello pudding. <laughs> what was that? Don't worry about it. It's another you need sh- to isolate that for another drop. horrible. That's all, shit. That's a just, new drop. I just do them now because I know they suck. So that's oh like, god. I think that might be the worst. No, that's not the worst one. Come on. I think the biggest thing that I am looking forward to about the unestablished men of letters being involved is that there's a lot of new abilities and lore and magic that can come from that. Because that's one thing that I know some fans have griped about this, both on our Facebook page and on Reddit, is that ever since they found the men of letters bunker, the brothers haven't really done a whole lot of research that's been incorporated into their hunting life. Yeah. They found out how to cure a demon, and that was a plot device for season eight. You know, they found out about the the first blade and then Mark of Cain kind of thing for season nine. Book of the Damned was another thing for season 10. They've always kind of found out story-related information, but they've never put it to practice like they did in the earlier seasons. Beforehand, they learn about holy oil, and then they start using it. They learn about, I can't even remember the name of it, but that stuff that kept the hellhounds at bay in season two, the, the voodoo bag of like oh yeah 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 spices and stuff and they started using it devil traps once bobby teaches them about that they start using it yeah the men of letters is trial and error it's trial and error with with the as a hunter and even as the men of letters they stumbled upon this but you think they would have learned a couple more things and they they do hint at that in this episode with dean knowing her the, the chinese spell that she was using yeah they're really you really you realize that since season the season premiere they're kind of uh they're bringing Dean back to being intelligent, Dean. 
Yeah, he right. was, rather he, than just you know a brute force. Dean who knows stuff. Right. The last few years, he became kind of a caricature of his dumbiness. Like it was like, hey, Dean is dumb. Let's feed into that. Now you realize right off the bat in the first episode of this year. He was hacking in computers like it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. Which normally would be Sam doing that. Right. And he was able to recite, uh, what, a spell from a book or uh, the rules? Uh, he uh, knew the, the restrictions and rules yeah. on the spell. Yeah. And I do like that because it makes them feel more intimidating. More yeah. like the Sam and Dean we know from Legend because they are, right. are, this, they are this experienced. Not just because they're that lucky and or violent. And that's a lot of what season 10 was. Yeah. Dean's so violent, no one can stop him. That doesn't mean he'd always get away from the problem he's been in. So I do like that little touch, but I am excited to see what other things we can learn from the mental letters in this. You know, we even see a, essentially a what? A human trap? Yeah. Not a that's devil's a fir- trap. That's the first time we've seen that, right? That's a first, I think. I thought that was cool we, shit. So we've got, in two episodes, we've got Enchanted Brass Knuckles. We've got, you know, Mind altering hallucinogenic potion power interrogation yeah we've got human trap of some sort powerful angel warding which i mean that's kind of they knew that that. already yeah that's kind of the part still right that's a lot of stuff in in just three episodes i i think the human trap really caught me off guard it was like we haven't seen anything like that i mean ever ever and he, he like you've seen i'm like well why is that and you think oh shit they have traps for actual people now too. Yeah, and now the uh, Dean getting beat down by the by the woman of letters in the first episode makes more sense. It now. makes way more sense. It wasn't yeah, just absolutely. about her catching him off guard twice. It was the fact that they're powered up and they have they're actual sigils that work on human beings. Right. I mean, they rented out that place two weeks ago. We find out. Yeah. Sam's been missing for two, three days. Yeah, they had they had that planned out for. So a while. they are meticulous, and we kind of learn a lot more about lady well, bevel's plan and and what she's been doing and i liked the touches that she threw in threw in throughout the episode ruby is referenced benny is referenced yeah, a lot of old stuff and i do like that element whether or not we're, we're not certain if dab has a firm grasp of what he wants to do with this season or a firm grasp on supernatural just yet it's right. a little early but i do like it when at season 12 and and previous seasons as well they reference older stuff because, again, I've said this before on the show, it makes the world feel real. It's connected. These stories aren't just done and forgotten about. Ruby was a big chapter of Sam's life. Benny was important to Dean. They're not forgotten. Honestly, the one character that I want them to bring up again is Ben and Lisa. I would love to see an a older Ben show up again yeah. that'd be cool. into Dean's life. I think that'd be really interesting because that's the one chapter I think is the mi- biggest... Well, it's a big hole there. ...misstep. There's a, and also, there's a bigger reason behind just nostalgia bringing these things up, and it kind of goes hand-in-hand, hand, Thomas, with what you wanted in the show was uh, like some type of comeuppance for the Winchesters for all what they've done. And I yeah. think so far what we're seeing is kind of the groundwork being laid down for the mistakes being rubbed in your face. Like, yeah. for example, Ruby was a mistake. Benny was in eh, a gray area mistake. Yeah. Uh, look at Mary Winchester and her regret of making a deal with Yellow Eyes. I loved that scene. That inevitably kind of started this whole thing. I mean, not that she's a bad person, but also she's having to be to look at her mistakes. And I think more or less that's going to be the theme. If you look at what we've seen already in just two episodes... I think that is going to be the general theme of this season. The mistakes they made 
And now, and what that means for them now, right? And that's something they've been working towards. I would say, what since the end of season ten, with death and his whole, uh, you know, uh, exposition. Yeah. He had that Lucifer saying that you you always choose each other over the rest of the world. Billy the Reaper. Billy has had that, you know. So those the three huge characters that have everything has been leading that. to this moment. You had yeah. the Reaper's warning. You had where he wanted to put Dean locked away in some planet where he can't cause any more harm. You have Lucifer <laughs> flat out calling Sam out on his decision making. Yeah, and then you have Billy the Reaper saying, "This is it. You guys are." You uh, could have closed the gates of hell, but you didn't. Right. You could have done X and Y, but you didn't. You killed Death rather than let Dean go. Yeah, and I know? they've been working towards this, and now this season is going to be about those mistakes finally being brought to them and making them look at it in the form of the men of letters now interfering with their immeasurable power (laughs) because we don't know how powerful these men of letters really are we get some clues in this episode though and it's amazing and 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 at first we were questioning well how dangerous can you go when you've dealt how much of a threat are you right when you've dealt with lucifer you've dealt with the darkness you've dealt with god how do you go up that not go up Go. How do you go up that next notch? You go and, to space. So stupid. <laughs> and the men of letters, I think they're shaping them out to be that big thing. Like it's not. We talked about this being more personal season, and it has been. But it also, we've been talking about this not being about a big bad. But the way these men of letters look, like if they end up going head to head with them, I, this is going to be the thing that really challenges them because yeah. at the rate they're going, I don't even think they need to nerf Castiel. This season no they probably have some anti-angel bullshit because they've yeah. been plugged in for a long time there's yeah no, yeah there's and no I, need to, to full-on throw the nerf on him because i think now you're establishing the men of letters as especially the, the english chapter as being very very competent yeah and very very much in control of what they deal with on a daily basis and i think by making them look powerful and making them look like they have shit handled i mean just the scene and we talked about this last show thomas the scene where we see them taking out the monster before it even arrives in London. Just that scene right there shows you how much they have their shit together. So essentially Castiel, you know, he couldn't even walk anywhere near the fucking house. Yeah. I mean, they had already set up contingency plans for that. Yeah. And I do like that. I think that it shows not, not, I think like you said, Mike, there originally we're going to try and tone it down. You know, how do you go up against something when you fought, you know, god's sister the darkness but i think this would be the one kind of thing that could beat them i mean the monsters and deities and ghosts and even angels and demons haven't presented a threat for a while and that's something that i talked about both throughout helatus and uh last season or last episode that the human threat has to seem real and that's the one thing where they kind of don't have an organized system Angels don't understand humans. Demons get cocky and, right. and you know, God and Amara have other issues as to why they couldn't fight them. Humans are organized. Humans have bureaucratic crap. They have, you know, laws and organizations in place. They have evil corrupt systems. I mean, any conspiracy theorist forum page shows you how screwed our current world is. Right. What's to make you think that the mental letters aren't this systematic, organized, cold-blooded, non-thinking machine? You know, that could be how you show that they're this powerful. And not only that, not only are they powerful, but in a lot of ways, um, going back to the more personal note and how 
what Sam, and the whole the whole point of showing that Sam and Dean may not be doing things the right way. The fact that the mental letters are are telling them this and telling them that they're making the wrong decisions, that there's an easier way to fight these monsters and demons, and you're not doing it, it may also question the very decisions they've made, yeah. more, more than just what they already have been doing with sacrificing themselves for just each other, but also, could we have made better decisions well, that perhaps maybe wouldn't have affected would us? Would Bobby be alive if we had done things different? Right. Well, it, it, it makes them answer for the things that they've done in the last you know, 11 years. Make some answer on the human level. Question. What, question, question, right. Question what they've done. Well, I, I think, no, I, I want to use the word answer because that's what the Linda letters it looks like they're shaping up to be. It's going to be that person who is going to um, make them answer for what they've done. I mean, and, and if you look at things from a different point of view, th- there are certain things that the Winchester have done that could be deemed as, you know, not good. And I Well, think, I mean, they killed fate or they tried to kill fate. Right, they, they were messing with death. timelines. They stopped the apocalypse, which theoretically was always supposed, supposed to, happen. to happen. So, I mean, if you look at it from that standpoint, I mean, you can you can argue that you know, the men of letters are finally here to make them answer on that level. And we haven't really, besides, what was the cop's name before Henriksen? Yeah, Henriksen was the only one that had that on that same level. Was like, hey, we're going to make you answer for these things. Now, obviously, he wasn't in the fully in the know, and that's what makes the men of letters that much more powerful. Is that they, they are, are. In, they are in the know and they know what's going on. And I think that makes them different than anything they faced at all. I mean, yes, they faced yeah. Lucifer, and yes, they faced all these but, characters. But the but, difference with those is those were moral black and whites. Right. Lucifer is bad. Apocalypse is bad. We have to stop the end of reality as we know it. Right. Yes. This is a gray area. The, the men of letters are like, you are the ones that need to be stopped because right. you guys have started all this stuff. And like Mike and you said, that makes you question, could we have done things better? Was there a better choice that we were too impatient too greedy for our own save each other system that led us down this road and nobody that you have to look at yourself that whole you know if you look into the abyss it'll look back at you kind of metaphor are you the reason things are as fucked as they are and and nobody likes to be told what they did wrong no No, even if you know you're wrong nobody wants to hear it especially when you put it like think of it as a more smaller scale okay like what we would deal with now put it onto a scale of of universal or even cosmic, nobody wants to be told that they made the wrong decision or even have to look at them like the mental letters are kind of making them do. Like, look at your mistakes. Yeah. Let's go through. I mean, look at Sam's face when I, I feel so bad for Sam this episode. That guy is such a great actor. Right. And when she saw, let's talk about Ruby. And his face is like, oh. Do we have to? Like, uh, really? We got we to gotta, we gotta do this one again? <laughs> I paid my dues. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I she mean, was a great lay. She, oh, uh, she, <laughs> she's bringing up old shit, man. Yeah, you know things that they have probably forgotten like after about. After a fight in a relationship, where I was like, "Let's talk about your ex again." You're like, "Oh God, yeah." I've I've explained me. this one, but again, it goes to show you that the men of letters are on a freaking task taking mission. They're, they, and the fact that they've known all this stuff and just taken down notes on all your mistakes. Oh yeah, everything. Yeah. The the interesting thing though. Is that she's still going off script, we find out. That originally she's there to try and, and, and the way they said it was extend the olive branch and have a, a meeting of the minds and accord with American hunters and the American metal letters, if there were any, and how things are being done there. Because they feel like when the sun is about to explode, we got to step in because the people over there are fucking things up. But rather than 
do that whole, hi, I'd like to meet, when can we have coffee kind of thing. She goes full-blown, all right, we're going to abduct you and beat the crap out of you, and you better tell me what I want to hear or you're never going to walk again. And I did feel like that was a bit out of left field, and I'd like to know why she went down, and I'd like to discuss with you guys why she went so violent automatically. Now, at first I thought, you know, Sam and Dean are these legendary hunters. Maybe she thought, I'll go in easy at first because they will kill me otherwise. But right. then once she thinks or or hears that Dean is dead, she's like, all right, well, half the problem's gone now. I can just take him by force, and then that'll make it easier for me. Well, I, here's I, what, okay, I actually had a question about this. So okay. Sam takes a blowtorch to the foot, Ugh. okay? Ah. And that's pretty fucking painful. Then she questions, you know, man, I don't know what we can do to this guy. He, you know, shit, he, I've never seen anybody take pain like that. Then she decides to get forceful and stab him and then says, oh, I'm going to stab you in the eye. When she's already established the fact that pain doesn't really do pain much doesn't for him. do shit to Sam. So I was kind of wondering about that. He's desperate. And that, yeah, and that, 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 and that came across. And that goes into my theory. Okay, she's breaking the rules. The mental letters, they want, obviously, they all are on the same page in terms of the fact that the American, the United States is out of hand and they need to now interfere. Okay. Um, but however, as Mick said to Lady Bevel later in the episode, he mentioned that, you know, honey over vinegar, that we're trying to, we're trying to extend an olive branch and here you are messing up things. All we need now is a bunch of hunter, hunters on red alert expecting what we're going to do, this takeover. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, in fact, they alluded to the fact that hunters or someone within a, within the States is actually involved in possibly helping the monsters. Okay. Which that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. My point is this, is that I think the census season is about personal relationships, okay? Right. To me, the fact that Lady Bevel took it upon herself to go above and beyond what she was supposed to do leads me to believe that there's also a personal, uh, there's a personal thing going, going on, on with her. She Could was, it be her she, son she that was, they threatened reality and that would affect, obviously, her kid? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. she seemed desperate. After she all seemed of it, far more desperate than you would have expected at this I point. Think right. It, after all of it came out and said and done, she seemed desperate and, it, and, she, took, and she took it very now, angry and almost extremely personal, mm-hmm. which, right. so, which means there's more that will be revealed on her character and her story. So do we think, and this is probably what it is, I would think, um, do we think that she, something that the Winchesters have, have done, that one of their decisions has affected her. Absolutely, that's what I think That's happened. what it has to be, yeah. right? Yeah. I so, mean, she was way too, she took this entire thing completely in her personal. own hands oh, and more personal. Thought. Well, it's kind of dumb, but I'd like the connection even if it doesn't oh, make boy. sense. Here we go. What if she's related to, to Bella? To Mark Pellegrino. To Bella. <laughs> uh, okay, let's take the serious one. Uh, Bella? What if she's related to Bella somehow? I like the, I like the Mark Pellegrino one. So stupid. <laughs> no, they, they I, that would be interesting. Bella's whole story was that she did it herself. You know, the the greed of making a deal with the devil, you know, if or we, a demon condemned her, which I like that. But we, we talked about maybe they went all the way back to this previous season with a throwaway sentence from Rufus, meaning some connection to the mental letters. Yeah. If maybe they, if they're going with the fandom natural theory we talked about last week, then, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be way cool. I'd actually be all right with that. Yeah, somehow Bella. She somehow she blames them, or Bella was her revenge piece, or something. I don't exactly know how you could do that with it making a whole lot of sense, but it would be a nice connection at least. Yeah. Either way, I I I I think we can definitely say at this point that a she was desperate. Yeah. B 
it was personal. Absolutely. I am looking forward to seeing what exactly her main motivations were. Because, I mean, at the end of the episode, she has a whole dossier, like a list of people besides just the Winchesters. Yeah. So some, there is definitely something personal. Maybe that'll be our mid-season finale cliffhanger reveal yeah i'll tell i'll tell you what though uh this after this episode she is way more interesting than she was in the first episode because we were talking about a cartoonish you know mustache twirling villain yeah the first one because i think we were talking also about the fact that we hope that she doesn't become on team team winchester like we've already seen yeah and that we wanted this to be this enemy that that would actually give them something that they would have to fight against or be some force to reckon with um, everybody joins Team Winchester. The Darkness joined Team Winchester. God <laughs> is Team. Yeah, team Winchester. I mean, let's have something different. And I th- obviously that we got that this week. So, yeah. and in order to make it work and tie into the general like tone and theme of the season, I think they're going to have to make it a personal issue with her. And I think again after this episode, it seemed to me like it was pretty solidified. Yeah. The especially with the end bit because they said that you know this was the whole you went against the plan. We have other means. If necessary, we will kill them all kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like you said before, that kind of idea of conquest. It, it's like the the old British ways of imperialism. We're coming in. This is how you do it right. And that's all there is to it. Tell me where the people are. We're doing it our way. And you have no choice in this. And I like this, this darker route because it shows they didn't even trust her. They sent someone else after her because she either wasn't trusted or didn't report back. Or the the woman they killed in the previous episode never answered her cell phone, you know. Hello. But they're they're organized enough to find the car, find the body, plan this escape route, you know. And he had the balls to just be like, "Hey, I know you're an angel, and we're beating the living shit out of one of your friends, but just come with me this way, and everything will be fine. I'm not worried." That should say something, because even de- demons don't go up against angels toe to toe. This guy didn't care. He didn't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. No fucks were given. And that's what makes the middle letters scary, man, because everything we've seen with it so far is pretty consistent with what we've seen from the middle letters. They're very arrogant. They're know-it-alls. And they're not really scared of things because they have an answer in their little bag of tricks for everything. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that is some of some of that's probably established due to their being so we haven't had a murder in 60 years. Will this fall apart on them as time has gone on? Or are they going to be this like unstoppable machine for most of the season i don't know i mean i think obviously you know they're not lying to the writers don't lie to the audience with with a conversation in the card that's away from the winchesters i I, the purpose is not the winchesters it's about finding out stopping the the monster deaths essentially well no finding out who could be aiding the monsters because they believe that's a weird concept yeah man that that, so they essentially think that someone in america is helping monsters prosper yeah now this brings up a whole host of questions yeah, that's is, cool did you like that i kind of like that i, I like thought it was that cool. a lot dude. i i like the concept i have a i have no idea how you'd pull that off well, with me believing it the reason, i agree with that the reason i, I like that though is the last couple seasons all we focused on is angels and demons yeah. and hell and heaven and it brings back monsters and I think that's what makes it that cool. That whole back to horror. Yeah, race. like, dude, like, that was the Andrew whole Andrew Dabb loves seasons. monsters, yeah, man. Look at the with Bloodlines. And I'm being serious for a moment. Well, right. Like, he used monsters, and, yeah. And now he's doing take two. I think I think it's smarter than to do that. Bloodlines, take two. Bloodline, take two. Here we go. Um, no, 
<laughs> um, I think it's. <laughs> he hasn't made an appearance in a yeah, long time. He got a, he got way too excited for that one. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He he got thirty seven fifty for that spot. He's a big Andrew Dab fan, huh? Yeah. Lou Ferrigno. Uh. Lou Ferrigno loves Andrew Dab. He's the best director ever. Oh, he doesn't direct. He's a oh. writer. Oh, writer. Sorry, I got paid for I'm this deaf, spot, but I can't read either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like Helen Keller. <laughs> Oh, that's good. No, I think it's it's good for them to go back that route. I, I kind of agree with you, Thomas, though. I don't know how they're going to do it where it's believable for me. Yeah, because the, the only time I can think of immediately where humans have directly helped monsters prosper has been pagan god sacrifice. Right. You know, like Scarecrow. They kept people, they, they diverted people off the road so the Scarecrow god could eat them for a harvest. Yeah. You know. But but werewolves and vampires, like, why would you trust a human this whole time? If a, And that's only assuming... That a human's irresponsible. Yeah. Because it could be some kind of pagan god what if it's set alpha? up. It could be some sort of, it could be the alpha from season seven. It literally could be anything when you really think it about really it. It really could be. Because this goes back, obviously, for a long time. They, they have, this has been going on even before we even were introduced to the Winchesters, obviously. Why, with all these hunters hunting down these monsters, have they been able to prosper, even though they're being hunted? So, is ob- it, so it could simply- be anything. Is it simply the American demographic is too large and that they're not organized? Because, I mean, the only time we've really seen hunters organized have been two situations. One, the roadhouse pit stop in season two, Joe and Ellen's bar, was like the the central hub. Yeah. And the Campbell's underground base camp, but that was very, you know, Campbell's only. Everyone else get out of the treehouse. That's not enough to be a organized front i think right. and, and a lot of the hunters are yes the the hunters are not like the men of letters and i think they need to continue to keep it that way otherwise what's the difference between men of letters hunters are kind of vagabonds they're brutish they're, they were always viewed as weapons by the men of letters and right. i think you need this systematic feel because if you look back at previous episodes like um i can't remember the name of the one right now but in season 10 when they had the 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 machine that made you think you had to drain your own blood to unlock it, so it made you kill yourself. Yeah, that that I can't remember the name of the episode, but that trap was set up by that same guy who had the first blade, who had his interdimensional house. Yeah, um, stop haunting me is confused. She doesn't remember there being a a discussion about there possibly being anybody helping the monsters, but they said it on three different occasions. He says it when he, when the the British man confronts the brothers after letting them go, he says that, that we believe somebody has, he, I don't remember the exact the ter- word. One term was bought and paid for, I believe, or bought, I believe. And then he said it in the car with Lady Bevel, I believe, correct? Yes, I believe so. I think so, um, but there was one. We're paraphrasing, but I, Hold I believe on. I have were... the exact word oh, here in a second. Okay. Yeah, give me a second. Okay, because there were two or three times where they did allude to that. There was. I remember Sam even made one. Oh, of, here it was one of his quiz his quizzical faces when she said that. When the British guy talks to them after unlocking Sam from the chair, he says that some of their order believe there has been quote a malfeasance. There we go. amongst some of the hunters. In America, yeah. malfeasance. Because I had to look it up. I'm not too big to say that I was You're that a smart. Thesaurus. What are you talking about? Is a noun usually referring to law, which means wrongdoing, especially by a public official. So they feel like there was some wrongdoing by some hunters that may be helping the monsters prosper. Now, here's the thing, and and do we want it to be where we find out who's working with the monsters? Do we want it to be someone we've seen before? Do we want Ooh. it to be someone that you know we know of, and and then. It gives us some nostalgia. I know who it is. Or you know who well, it is. On, I know on. who it is. 
or hold do, on, hold on. It's not Dick Roman. No, or, it's, it's, it's Nick. It's uh, it's Lucifer's original vessel. <laughs> oh God damn it! Uh, that's one way to bring Pellegrino back. You know who it could be. We talked about this. Low hanging fruit, right there. We talked about this. This is one of my hopeful theories uh, during our panel at Comic Con. The Thule. Yeah. Oh. The German Nazi group. There was all that occult knowledge. They were still alive in season. What was it? Nine. Yep. And they and ten. And they said Thule's coming back this year. And they said they're coming back this year. That could be the organization that has subterfuged beneath hunters fucking up plans, keeping monsters going. Why wouldn't they? That'd be cool. That would be a nice way to tie in some of those other missing. So leads. you guys are on board that it should be someone we've already seen before. Okay. Also, and not someone new. Another An organization an- at the very least. One another quote for for uh, from VW in the chat room. Uh, sexy time hallucination. Tony tells Sam, "Do you ever think, and don't take this the wrong way, that some of your soldiers may have been compromised or bought?" Yeah. So that was the other one. The Thule could be that thing. We know they were alive since the Gollum episode. We right. know they've been around since be since the fucking forties. Yeah. With the vessel episode. You know, that would be a really cool way to tie everything together. Plus, it would directly involve the British Men of Letters due to the history of World War II. Yeah. I, although Thule seems cool, I don't know if I want it to be that extravagant. Apparently, there's a Thule episode coming up. Yeah. According to Maddie. Yeah. So, don't get me wrong. I think everybody knows I'm a, I'm a fanboy of the Thule. I think it's a great concept, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the Men of Letters. But don't you think the men of letters would know if it's a fool since they're already aware of them and they've already combated them? Unless the old guys at the top of the food chain who didn't want them to get involved with the American events are, are controlled by the fool. Oh. The best way to have any organization not know about it is the whole Star Wars subterfuge. They're already in your deepest ranks. If we go down this route, I'm sensing some season seven type DC White House insidious politics. Like yeah. overtones. I would love to see that. I'm okay with that. I like, you know, social exploration through, what if it's through narratives. What's that? What if it's Benny? He's dead. I know. Then you connect monsters and the Thule with the human Benny. threat. I like that too because you, you take both things that they have to fight against now and make it into one solid force. Yeah. You know? What if it's, what if it's Lisa and Ben? Lisa and Ben. Ah! Oh God! What terrible. if it's the dog? From, what, what if it's Sam's? What if it's the dog? You left me, you bastard! Oh. I was hit by a car, and you f- saved me, and then you left me, you son of a bitch! That would only work if it was a trickster episode, <laughs> <laughs> or it's Dog Dean Afternoon too. No, please, no, don't. God. But with the Never dog again. that Sam saved, the return of the dog. Oh, <laughs> all I, dogs go to heaven. I would like to see the Thule be written into this as the villains you know that the british men of letters are set off on the wrong trail even by having them spend forces and time in america hey andrew make sure you put your initials on the on the tweets you yeah. asshole just because i, I want to make sure I, I don't support everything he tweets and i want to make sure that you... <laughs> nobody has the mic on for you yeah uh, now it go. is. For those of you that don't know, we do have an additional person in the studio probably from time to time, and we call him Gay Andy, and he is doing uh, social media for us. He's also in the chat room. I know a few people were questioning who Luke he was. Andrew Sprindler. Yeah. Well, that's who he is, guys. You can make fun of him. You have my blessing. <laughs> the Werther Project. And that he was is the very pro-Destiel. Very pro-Destiel. <laughs> like, has, like, shower curtain with Destiel on it. 
He has soap, actually. <laughs> oh, soap on a rope or no a, rope? No, he, he uses a bar soap. Not oh. the old, it's not the only toy. And he washes his, you know. It's a penis-shaped bar soap. <laughs> <laughs> he says apparently you need to get out of his bathroom, Ryan. Yeah, I won't turn his mic on so you won't hear him very much. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think that would be really cool. I think that would be a, a, a smart way to bring back things that have been touched on through Carver's run because yeah. we all the one of the bigger things that the fandom wasn't happy about was that things got thrown to the wall and then left and never touched on again. One of the biggest being the Thule. Yeah. So I think this could be a really interesting way for that to all kind of come full circle. Yeah, I agree. But I I do like their abilities too, and I and I hope that we see more of that in magic, like the trap and stuff like that. Yeah, that was cool. I think the most interesting thing from them, though, was the smallest thing, and the, I'm not sure if you guys caught this either, but Mr. Catch. And there's two things yeah. that I found that I'm not smart enough to have caught on my own. What is it? Mr. The Catch, guy, the, guy the assassin. They keep, they keep, oh, they keep threatening yeah. to they, They're Agent 47. Yeah. Or Agent 666, however they want to go with Dude, that. Dude, he better be amazing. He needs to be cool, but there's a couple things that I caught from other fans through the subreddits. Okay. One, Lightness. you notice his tattoo on his hand. Okay. The cross, right? Do you remember that? I did. I did. That is it, the yeah. same tattoo on the hand of the guy who decapitates the vampire in the seeing how the British do it. Hmm. Same tattoo. So either it's like an organization like the hitman from the video games to be awesome. Or he Agent is literally like the executioner for the British men of letters. The other thing is historically, I don't remember the guy's first name. There is a executioner famous throughout history during uh, England's, I think Henry the eighth era is like the 1600s whose last name was catch spelt the way that they do it in the show, Maybe which that's a, probably immo- just a fun reference or he's an immortal hitman. <laughs> he could be some immortal hitman. I mean, the Highlander. No, but like would it really put it past him to be, you know, have an immortal, yeah. immortal guy in the show? No, absolutely uh, not. You know, we had that with the Dr. Frankenstein looking motherfucker from season three. Yeah, I don't see that being I I think that'd be cool as shit, dude. Yeah, the uh, I definitely would like to keep the enemies uh, closer to home, meaning humans. It would be kind of it would be cool. They they can use all the magical spells they want, but have them remain human. I think that's cool. That's the way to go this season. The reference I was referring to historically, John Ketch, generally known as Jack Ketch, was an infamous English executioner employed by King Charles II. He became famous through the way he performed his duties during the tumultuous 1680s, where he was often mentioned in broadsheet accounts that circulated throughout the kingdom. This guy, this might just be a reference to the character, that he is the executioner. And if he's the same hand that chopped off the vampire's head in the like pseudo-flashback-slash-different-perspective-time-jump thing... <laughs> That we see of the, how the British do things. This is the same guy that's going after the Winchesters, or at least to keep an eye on them. And that doesn't bode well. Yeah. And I, I do wonder. Did you see his weapon bag? Holy hell, yeah, right? That thing was ridiculous. I was so, I had such a nerd supernatural boner. Like when I saw that, I'm like, dude, that is everything. That is that whole little box of weapons was everything. That was all the reasons why we watch Supernatural from day one. That type of stuff. Like all the cool weaponry, yeah. and, uh, and when they open the trunk, you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. There's a grenade launcher. Let's use ner- that. It was the little nerd boy in me, like, "Oh hell yeah, weapons, yeah. cool weapons." <laughs> so I'd like to see 
what they do with him. And I'd love to see if he was part of the Thule's whole thing or he's one of the bought and paid for soldiers. Because it's a little arrogant, I think, for the British Men of Letters to think that their organization is 100% airtight and nobody could be bought or compromised in their organization, only America. I think that's a bit arrogant or egotistical, but we'll see. I, I think Catch is a cool concept. He needs to have a badass actor that just... I want him to instill the same fear that Death did yeah. when he entered the scene and you just like held your breath. You're like, oh, fuck. I want that same kind of feel. I don't know if they can pull it off, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I cool. agree. It's going to be awesome. Um, moving on to more of the, the family fun time hour. The one thing that was directly addressed that we had concerns about was Dean's interaction with Mary throughout the previous episode. And again, this is where if it had been part one and two, it would have felt a little smoother, I think. And he flat out says to Castiel on the phone, it's this awkward, weird silence between us. I don't know how to talk to her and vice versa. I liked also, though, how Cass is like, yeah, I don't care. Don't make it complicated. Like, he's (laughs) that does remind me of old Cass, though. It's not like, how do you feel about it? He's like, I got things to do. I'm busy. Figure it out. You know, I, I enjoy that. I think I've loved what they've done with Cass in just two episodes. They've done really, uh, they they have done a pretty good job of bringing him back to being Cass, you know? To old Cass, yeah, without yeah. without feeling like they've lost anything either. Right, exactly. But yeah, we, they direct, this is something that I know, Mike, this was a really big thing for you, was like, why, how are they holding back on Dean and Mary's? interaction yeah that was one of i don't want to say complaints but it was one of my issues with last week was the fact that i felt like the relationship between dean and and mary were a bit awkward and obviously we find out in this episode that was the entire point (laughs) i mean in fact it wasn't the exact same word it was awkward yeah 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 so obviously that was the point and uh you know a lot of people kind of debated with me on super uh on our crossroads twitter during the week after they listened to the show saying well you know, Mary could be going through shock. She be she could she probably has PTSD. I'm surprised she's been as composed as she is. Because I asked, I proposed this question to you last week. If you just woke up tomorrow and 30 years had passed, you didn't get to see your kid get yeah, raised. But, you know, uh, to, your to, husband's dead. To combat that, she was already aware of the world that they were lived in. So, I know uh, that's why it wasn't. But that's that still shock. I still think that's a pretty big shock. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't disagree, but at the same time, it shouldn't sh- it shouldn't phase her either you know she i think it would like, phase eh. her but but she's taking it in surprisingly good measure yeah and i think you know we had talked about it being it felt off or awkward and and i thought about it too like i thought about it more after we had the episode and i get it like dude like you said you've been gone for 30 years okay this person that you see yes is your son but, but you don't know him it's, he's a stranger him. yeah his face That's is a good complete, point his face is completely different than the last time you saw him sam you never he's got knew. big yeah. balls big dick now i mean yeah, he's got an, at least 11 <laughs> inch or like she John. might be i mean they say Oedipus that rex is they, going on they over say here that parents in are attracted to their siblings when they never met him yeah so it's very awkward i mean fuck dean's a good looking dude they were both staring at that backseat of the impala very would, awkwardly would that be dairy would that <laughs> shit be dairy yeah i do I, I is it out there i bet you uh, i guarantee it is dude that's so not i'm not it's down awful. with that no, one i'm not was, down with that one i'm down with the mary and what? castiel one i wouldn't yeah, see that that, that was carrie i'm okay with that one I, I'm, Ca- I'm cass and mary is carrie M- marstiel i thought it was 
I heard Carrie. I like that one because it's an actual name. (laughs) I'm going to get that on a shirt. Dude, Mars Mars DL. Oh, I am for that one. one That's worse than Ethel or something. (laughs) Mars DL. (laughs) But no, you got to think about it. I thought about it more because we had talked about it. She is essentially seeing her son, and she knows it's her son, but he doesn't look anything like the last time he saw her, so she essentially doesn't know this person. So, of course, it's going to be awkward. Then again, too, the last time she saw him, he was fucking what? Uh... Four and yeah. newborn. Yeah. So I mean, fuck. He was he was a little kid. You know. Yeah. Now he's a man, and you can't tell him anything. You know. You can't tell him what to do. He's oh, you can. Him. You're I mean, a you man. Can. Your parents still tell you what You're to do. You're right. You he, you can, but at the same time, you can't question his methods. He's been doing this for thirty something years now. Yeah. You know. So I think. Oh, well, you know what I mean. But it's 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 such an it is a truly awkward situation. I I had to think about it by putting myself in the shoes like yeah and that way it, i agree it made more sense to me that way i think also some of it is that she's a hunter and immediately she gets brought into we need to find sam we have a problem right yeah so she goes full-blown hunter mode well and i think you kind of see that at the end with her embrace with sam and looking through the journal that it's starting to the dust is settled it's starting to finally starting hit to find her. her place yeah yeah i think this this future couple episodes will probably be where that kind of is more prevalent yeah. in her character because she's always been portrayed as a strong person, not, you know, that stereotypical strong female character, right? You know, she knew about monsters. She didn't care. She w- could kicks Dean's ass. The first time we see him, she has never once batted an eye as a human hunter or a ghost when problems arise. Right. And even in Poltergeist, she's like, get the fuck out of my house. You know, <laughs> she's dealing with a whole lot. And I know yeah. you guys briefly, briefly touched on that. And I know even Dean, brought it up in the episode saying i don't want to overwhelm you but she she's dealing with a lot like you got to remember that she left the hunter lifestyle gone she dies yeah she doesn't remember all that she wakes up and suddenly her flash forward 30 plus years her sons who she thought were going to be not in the hunting lifestyle is now hunting Mm -hmm. she's now hunting again her husband who was not a hunter who was very innocent as far as she knew an innocent dude is now was also a hunter and actually died, died from the hunter. hunting lifestyle. I mean, there's so much she has to deal with. Which all of which she blames on herself because of the deal she made with Yellow Eyes. Which, is, which gonna, is Sam's fate sealed, which was John's fate sealed, and arguably Dean's. Which is going to be an awesome, awesome story arc for her. All that. It's the Winchester story arc. The guilt, yeah. uh, the weight of the world on your shoulders, and you blame yourself for it. I mean, it's so good. It's such a, I, I, this episode should have been a two-parter, man. It really should have. And I, I honestly think for, if you had them as one episode, I wish you could have just done like a, like they do that sometimes special two hour f- premiere. Do that. Just yeah. let me watch it all in one go. Yeah. Don't fucking break it up or at least put to be continued on. Yeah. God damn it. But I, I think you're right, Mike. I think this season will be for Mary. And I'm really interested with her as a character because it will be that trying to mitigate guilt, trying to adapt to the new world, trying to be a mom and trying to learn that you don't call the Internet. Are we? <laughs> you don't call the Internet. That was so. Okay, that was, that was, that was funny. I was that laughing. was fucking funny. That was yeah. funny as shit. Dude, there were so. I love when they sprinkled like the humor. That's something Supernatural does so good. They know how to lay on the emotions, the action. And then they can hit you with the And hit shit. you with the comedy at the very end when you don't expect it. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you guys a question. Now, since we're, we're thinking that this season is going to revolve around Mary, are we going to roll our eyes if Mary dies again at the end of this? I don't think she will. I think it's too on the nose. 
See, I, I I'm preparing for it mentally already. Dude, if she dies, I'll, I'll be kind of upset. I don't think it's. I, I, it could I, go one of two ways. It's just not fair. Exactly. It's just not fair, man. And I, the world I isn't fair. I know, but I can't see them that's ri- the this story too. Can I can't at this point in the game, twelve years. I can't see them ripping her away from. Now, them. let me ask you this though. Okay, maybe she doesn't die in vain. What if she dies sacrificing herself for the boys? Like I can she, see she dies doing something badass huntery. And the only, better. The only reason why I don't th- see that happening is because we would expect that. And Andrew also Dabb true. seems to be not wanting yeah. to fall into the areas of, hey, guys, we've seen this before. He's deliberately worked against that no, since last season. No, he's just all about yeah. you know, fan service and giving us Destiel. Oh, come, oh on. come on. He's more than that. Just kidding. I do. I see. I'm torn with that because I feel like I'm kidding. It, it can't be too nice for them. You cannot. This is not a tragedy, but like the original five seasons kind of is. You almost can't give them their mom back. No, no ramifications. Yeah. You know, they might contrive some way as to why she can't be with them or she has she gets taken away for some whatever reason or she does die again. And I am mentally preparing for that because that just seems to be how their life goes. Yeah. Now, could I also see, though, the show starts with them trying to find dad after they've lost their mom and ending with they have their mom back, but at the cost of their dad and so many other things that have happened throughout the story. I could see them ending with mom still alive. I don't yeah. see everybody sitting around the dinner table. I think Castiel and Mary are going to get married. Ugh. And then he's going to be their stepdad. You pay out the ass to have John <laughs> their stepdad. <laughs> and then that's the spinoff we get. That's the spinoff. Uh. All in the family, too. And the Destiel fans, that just gave them a whole other round of <laughs> fan fiction to write. How funny would that be? Come here, son. Come Some incest, incest all over Come the place. Come here, stepson. I'm going to enter you. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. You like, better not scream. No subtlety. Even Andrew's shaking his head at you, and he's for this stuff. <laughs> no subtlety. On Ryan's fan fiction. Uh, Come here, boy. Don't scream. We got, we got railing. The, we got the phrase, I'm going to enter you. <laughs> Don't Jesus. scream. Mom might hear. We have Jesus new God. listeners tonight, Jesus and I know God. they're going to probably sign out. Like, well, <laughs> this is the show I was looking for. Uh, what? <laughs> you guys listen to that? Really? I came in at the weirdest part. <laughs> they were talking about Destiel fan fiction, where Castiel was actually Dean's stepfather. Weird. Yeah. Weird, anyway. but I totally am into it. I can't believe that uh, actors have been on their show for interviews. This is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they suddenly stopped after that point. Oh, my God. Right, derail. derail. Realistic. Realist- they though. understand the fandom. Come on. Yeah. We're a bunch of sexed up freaks. Well, dude, it's all right. St- they started off the episode with sex. Come on. Yeah. They knew what we wanted. <laughs> I wanted Realistically, them. though, I do see them ending with mom still alive as a kind of their ultimate goal in a way they never expected to be is achieved she's gonna leave hunting but she has to that's what's gonna happen she's so against it and i think she knows i she think can't. that's gonna be a big drop pull for her the choosing between being with her kids and having to re-enter that life yeah and i think she knows that they're grown adults this is their life look at sam saying this is this is my family this is what i know and i think she's gonna take the high road and say look it i'm gonna show and prove to you that there's something else we can do Right. Well, look how, I'm look gonna, how even if it means abandoning them again unintentionally, I think she will end up saying, "Look, it, I'm going to prove to you guys that 
we don't have to do this. This isn't the Winchester's destiny. We're going to change it. Well, look, and how, I think that's, that's how she'll theme, One of the major themes was fighting against destiny. Yeah. And what part does free choice, she free is, will and choice have to do with that? She is obviously not a for hunting. Right. Well, look so how appalled she was when she found out that Sam had a chance to not be a hunter. Yeah, she was noticeably she was, upset. She was upset about that. She was upset the fact that he had a chance to do something else and then ended up choosing. Hunting. Why would you come back? Yeah. <laughs> Are you stupid? <laughs> you went to Stanford, homie. Yeah. Like, come on. That'll be interesting. I, I'm interested to see what Mary's character goes through throughout the season. I think that will be honestly more interesting than the mental letter stuff. That is kind of like the, the driving force. As long as she doesn't end up on a ceiling. Jeez. Oh, That's all I care about. But, but as always, the characters are why we stay with the right, show absolutely. for a decade plus a dozen years in, you know. So we'll see what she does with that. I don't know. She's never been one to shy away from the violence and hunting life either. I mean, we see that in this episode where she just flat out goes toe to toe with a lady bevel punching and kicking and just shoots, shoot someone in the face. Right. She can definitely go toe to toe. She knows what's up. Yeah. But I, I do hope that they kind of go with that more complex route rather than just, and everyone's a family again. Although I did like some of the little touches to family and that like the meatloaf is from Piggly Wiggly's. Yeah, that was, I, I felt bad for Dean. Wow, there. Way to pull the fricking. I did. I was like, he got mom curtain. back. Now it's time for meatloaf. No, no, that's a lie too, son. Just like Santa, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> really? Did you have to tell him that right then? He didn't care. Look at him eating that pie. Like oh, a, dude, like an animal. Yeah. That's that was I funny, too. I expect that. That was hilarious, and the fact that Sam and both Mary both looked at him like, what the fuck's wrong? I love like Sam's, like... they don't like, know he likes pie. <gasps> but the way he was just... He's just shoveling it in like it's a pig in a trough listen, feeder. we know how my brother is, my older brother. We know he says silly, ridiculous things, and guess what? Every time he says something or does something, everyone in the family still looks at him like it's new. Like, dude, really? No. Yeah. Nothing new. Get some siblings, Ryan. Oh, uh, I, do, do. I have a sister. That's Thanks, right. Dick but she doesn't like you. Oh, where did you get that? From? I don't know. I just you made... just making shit up. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man, you're really grasping now to try to give a low dig at me. Thanks, man. Usually pretty easy. I don't know why he's grasping. Yeah, well, I don't always grasp it, dude. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I say plenty of shit. I didn't know what else he could have went with there. That was weak. I admit. Yeah. The so moving on to the more awkward part of the conversation now for me. Oh boy. Crowley, Rowena, and Lucifer. The old, the honestly, probably a bigger section segment of the episode was them rather than the brothers and and Lady Bevel until probably the end. And we get to see our first appear, the first portrayal of Rick Springfield as Lucifer, and we get to see what Crowley's up to. And I liked. We get to see what Rowena's up to too. I liked a lot of what was happening with these characters. But honestly, my biggest complaint is with Crowley, but we'll get we'll get into that. Now, Rick Springfield, the big thing is, is he going to be playing a Lucifer or the Lucifer we've come to know right. that has been established throughout the series as the character changes, but or, or the face changes, but the characters do not. Right. And I liked how they set up the start to this Lucifer fucking with his head going through the the, you know, loved one route again if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know, between fucking with him for a while and then appearing as someone who's departed that he cares about and then yeah, getting them to say yes to that That was that a one. fucked up scene, dude. I The blood in the sink and him putting it on his face 
was disturbing. That was just seeing because I'm like, are they going to show or are they just going to like cut to black there and hear we a knew scream? Gonna happen. But I, you actually see that that look. I just have to say, haunted books aside, Thomas. Haunted books aside. Haunted books aside. <laughs> Uh, the Ghostbuster style haunting of books aside, um, Andrew Dabb studied the introduction of Nick and Lucifer. Yeah. And he recaptured the original possession feel mm-hmm. better than than I remembered. Like, I actually, 12 years in, watching it by myself in the dark, and it was actually creepy. Yeah. It was the whole lead up, the voices, the whispering, using your one of your depressing moments You're in probably your life. Your most depressing. Yeah. Using that weakness against you for you to say yes. It was so well executed. I, I, that's probably my biggest clap to dab for this episode was the fact that he executed that scene so freaking good. And that's yeah. all. I, I mean, yes, I know we've bitched and complained, and not, I don't want to say bitch and complain, but we we have complained and we've uh, worried about how Dab is going to bring Lucifer about with this new version of him with Rick Springfield. And when all said and done, the delivery of the way it was executed was done flawlessly. Yeah. It was done really well. The one thing. This is a question I had for you guys, though. Doesn't the angel? Do they have to just say that they're an angel, or do they have to say who they are? Because I remember. Lucifer tells demons don't have that. He's not a demon. Well, Lucifer tells both Sam and Nick who he is before he tries to get before he tries to be get access to their vessel. Hold on. We're arguing here. We're going to argue here because. Well, no, I'm saying doesn't because Lucifer just said he's he's an angel. He never said he was Lucifer. I thought you had to say who you were. No. Or was that just Lucifer playing fair the first couple rounds, and he now will, he's like, "Fuck it." Look, he, I don't, tra- he transfers himself into an angel of light. No, look, he's from hell. Everyone, no, he's not, dude. Dude, he's, he's the king is, of hell, dude. No, no he's, he's, he's the king of hell. No, he's the legitimate wait, king of hell. Wait, 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 hold on. What are we arguing about? He's We're saying arguing, he's a demon. He doesn't thing. have to tell. He doesn't have to tell them who he is. Yes, he does. That's the entire thing about he's him. A fallen trying. angel. He's not an angel that well, is hold in on. heaven. All, hold as on. As far as I know. Ryan and Thomas are both right. Okay, as far as I know, and I, I'm sure our listeners will will tweet us at Crossroads SBN or in the chat room. But as far as I know, it's never been fully established. He has to get permission because he's he an, angel. an angel. But does he have to tell because what he's a he is? Angel. Hey guys, I'm Satan. Can I enter you? No one's going to say yes unless you're well, straight Nick on evil. Did. Did. did Nick actually Nick know that yes. it was the devil? He knew who he was, and that's my sure thing. about that. Yes. That's my thing. Are you just he is an angel, out? and he needs them to say yes. That is the entire concept behind Sam yeah. and Destiny and why he right was going to say yes Hold in Detroit on. in 2010. That's the entire plot, is that Sam, even in the cage in well, the midseason... Sam doesn't count, though, because Sam is his one true vessel. That no, doesn't count. Ryan, go back and watch any I'm episode. Googling. You need, you just, you, you need you a to, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. You need a yes, period. Whether or not you need to Hold know on, who they are... He did say he was from heaven. He did. He said Which he was an alive. angel. And may I enter? So, I mean, he did get permission. That's no, or may you I... guys are not understanding my question. The question is not, does he need permission? We know he does. That's why Sam has to say yes. That's why Castiel did say yes. My question is, does he have do to they have to is? know who he is? Because before, Jimmy Novak no. knew his name was Castiel before he said yes. Right. Other ones knew the names <laughs> of the angels. Do you have to say... By the way, my name's Lucifer. Nice to meet you. Or does he just need a yes? Because then I'm asking myself, why did he 
tell Nick and Sam who the fuck he was. Oh. That's just a question I have. It said Gadriel didn't have to have informed consent. All he needed to hear was Sam say yes to him. Yes, but that's that's been my only gripe with that is that's a Carver setup versus oh, so Kirky's original. But and it I'm is curious. canon. But it's canon. I guess it is canon now. So maybe he he doesn't. Hey, he look, just needs if a I yes. have to swallow that Chuck's God, you have to swallow the fact that they don't have to have totally informed different. consent. I just totally, totally fucking different. <laughs> oh my it's Lord. canon now. That was so reaching. No, it's canon. Same That's thing. reaching as it's fuck. still canon. The word that, canon. But then comes why didn't you just say like, show up as a dream? Like, hey man, do you want this hot dog? Also, oh, I'm Lucifer. <laughs> he doesn't have to say that. <laughs> yeah, I take the hot. Wait, what was that second part? <laughs> I don't, fuck you, Chuck. Hey man. Yeah. Look, I can't. I can't help the word canon is in both of them, and it, it works for both. Sorry. So he just needs a yes. I'll I'll take that for right now. Okay. Good. But I did like the whole I win. fucking. With, no, you don't. <laughs> You were saying he's a fucking How demon. You, win? you were win. saying he's a demon from hell and he's a fallen angel. Therefore, I don't need consent all the way rape. I That's win. what you fucking yeah. said. Well, dude. Okay, first of all, no, we're trying to argue. Are we going to argue? Are we going to argue that demons have any like care about raping someone? No, but are what I'm saying is Lucifer okay, was never a demon. He, Lucifer is not a demon. Ryan. He still has fucking wings. We saw them. It, okay. Uh, 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 fuck you, Thomas. First of all, <laughs> you okay. Okay. You fuck you, Thomas. Okay. You, betcha. I, you can isolate that. <laughs> fuck you, Thomas. You betcha. I right, fuck it. I'm, no, never mind. I, I just I can't want even to get a loved. fucking point out. Fuck it. I just <laughs> want to be loved. He is an angel, though. <laughs> fucking assholes won't let me get a point in. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Fuck you guys. This is How my anger moment, not yours. No, I decided to get angry now. So fuck both of you. He's not that? a demon. I'm still trying to figure out what he's. No, I was of. actually going to explain myself, and then you started fucking playing drops every 30 seconds. Fuck you. It was like three wow. drops, and it's the same drops we always play during the show. <laughs> Jesus, Lucifer is a touchy subject with everybody. Did you say yes earlier? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why Ryan. No, I'm got saying upset. no now. How about that? What is your reasoning? For why? Oh, now you want to? Now you want to know? Yes. Oh, weird how that works. Because so, you're attacking everybody it's now. So okay. weird. We bust balls all the time on the show, and then he but flips out for no reason. Now. I don't get it. No, normally it's, it's mine. It's, no, it's. I not, mean, it's I could have sworn I, I could have swore four shows ago. Uh, Alpha and Omega. I played the bit last week that you couldn't get a word in at all, Thomas, because he said Lucifer's yeah. dead every three seconds. Yeah, no, he got words in. He got words in. <laughs> this is my show. I can eventually turn your mic off. Jesus. No, you don't have the control. Mike does. Anyways, here, here's the point I'm trying to make. Okay, yes, you're <laughs> right. He is an angel. You're right. I'm not disputing that fact. But the fact that he is not your average angel, okay? He's not just some angel that comes from heaven. He's the fallen, the fallen angel. Right. His rules, don't, his rules are different than everyone else's. He still has to apply by those rules of heaven, though. Does Michael, he, though? Yes, because that was the entire plot of season five. He's Lucifer. Sam dude. needs to say yes because the apocalypse needs to happen. It's not like rules that are written on a chalkboard that people choose to follow if they want to. It's, it's rules it's, of his fiber of his being. It's physics, you know. It's like I think hey, we're you arguing can't shit do we this. don't actually know here. But I, but my argument I mean, to all, you, dude, in, in I think that's I it's think the entire that, on, plot of season five. That's supernatural canon. Angels need permission. Demons well, don't. okay, yeah, um, you're right. I'm not arguing that fact either. I'm arguing the fact that he doesn't need to know who he is. No, I think we've moved past the who you are part because Gadriel didn't need that for Sam's yes to take him over. But what you were originally saying was that he's Lucifer. He doesn't need a yes. He can play by his own rules. I just I, look. Okay, maybe I'm just looking at it a different way because I see Lucifer as the snake. I see Lucifer as doing whatever the hell he wants. He's Lucifer. You know, see, he doesn't the, have the same rules as everyone else. See, I disagree because that's the beauty of his character is that he doesn't lie to you. He gets you to say yes because he's that convincing. 
just like the whole plot of Eve and the snake and the apple. He didn't lie to her. He just said, hey, this apple's really, really delicious. And she she went for it. You know, that's his whole thing with season 11's premiere with Sam and eventually Cass saying yes. That's it's you've always needed the yes. I get what you were kind of coming from. I just I, I just I look at it this way. I look at it as it's, it's Lucifer. OK, I just don't see the same rules applying to someone who's so, like you said, sneaky and is able to get you to fucking say whatever he wants you to say. I just I, I'm looking at it from a different standpoint, I think is what it is. And I think mm-hmm. that's the problem. You're looking at it as rules that, that someone like you're looking at rules that are bound that, that, that someone's not bound to. Like these are not rules like you can choose to break. You get what I'm saying? Like a speed limit. These are things that you're bound to. No, it's like kind of like gravity. Guess what? I cannot fly because there's the rules of gravity. That's how I liken it to. Yeah. Like Lucifer can't. Okay, I can see that. That's right, that that's sense. where I'm going at it, and I think that's kind of what Canon has laid out. Like Lucifer, Lucifer, Lucifer. <laughs> this whole topic is loser. Lu- yes, Lucifer is the. Why are we fighting over fucking fake shit? <laughs> that's the entire. Oh fandom. my god, I would have freaking leave. <laughs> This is so stupid. So and essentially, this was exactly what happens in the entire fandom, right there. Yeah, we this, just had we are the we just had a social a, media meltdown. <laughs> we just personified a forum board. Uh, no, fuck you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Look at our chat room. I can't dude. wait to see the videos, uh, <laughs> guys. It, it, it's it's not that bad. I, anyway, I've heard much worse. Moving uh, on because we spent far too much fucking time on this. Yeah, we really did. It's my I, fault. I'll take. I'll take responsibility. This, I knew. I knew anything dealing with Lucifer. It was going to cause problems. It's just going to cause problems. That's the devil, man. He's uh, in dude, our head. He the Lucifer is our Destiel in the fandom. Like it's like you, you can't talk about Destiel at fan con convention without someone getting mad. Without someone getting upset. And, Same and, with us with Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two different camps in this room. God damn. So we see Springfield's interpretation of Lucifer. It is a much darker version more reminiscent of season five than it is of the more campier version we've gotten recently well i had a theory and i actually brought it up to mike before the before we went on air is that the lucifer that we see with um mark pellegrino is much more i don't want to say laid back because that's not the right word but he's much more loose right he's much more um, (laughs) he's he's more loose he's He's lucifer um but he is he's jokey i think this version of lucifer is pissed off. And I think yeah. that's where he gets that more subtle. Like Lucifer's not the type to 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 go over the top and explode like I just did. He's more plays when the long he, game. He's angry and he's much more quiet. And he's much more like his anger comes through as being uh, I don't see, know well, right here's word. the thing. I, I just I got his you can, You've seen it before. That. In season five, he's confident how it's gonna happen. He knows right. Sam's gonna say yes. He knows this is how it's gonna play out. And it's not until Cass and Dean and Bobby show up where he's like, you know what? That's it. Fuck this. Fuck you. Fuck Sam. I'm going to kill you right here and now. I'm going to kill everyone. And that's when we see his his real anger. Then we see a hallucination version in Sam's head through season six and seven. That is the version we're introduced to who's more goofier and fucks with you and, and is a bit of a jokester. You know, I can see where Gabriel gets it kind of thing. And then in season 11, he is a mix. He starts out as that kind of goofy version. And then he's confident again because he he tricked Sam throughout the whole season. And then again, at at the end, he's pissed off. You know, right. And when he's in 
at, when he's got Cass as a vessel, he's making Crowley his bitch, and he does whatever he wants. And he's like, come on, guys, there's no I in team to the demons and, and making them work for him. And he is a bit goofier, but I think it's because, again, he thought he had all the cards. After the events of season 11, where he, he was like, maybe I can make amends with God and we can defeat Amara, and he just up and vanishes again after he gets his ass kicked by her, and God doesn't help him. God just abandons him again. Right. I can see Lucifer being like, that's it. Fuck everything. Yeah. I am done with games. I and am that's, done with this shit. And that's how I I'm going to go full-blown fuck off the world. That's kind of how I got his portrayal, was it was much more angry, and it was much more subtle. And, and that I think when someone's okay, you can understand when someone's physically angry. Like I just got physically angry. I was going right. to, I was going to punch you in the face and Jesus. that's not, wow. true. I, All right, I'm, then. I'm kidding. I wasn't, I would never hit anybody in this room. Um, Preach. but it, it, you see people that get like, that, that's scary. Okay. It is. But when someone's so angry that it's like, they're very quiet that, you know, they the are, serial killer anger. Yes. That is fucking scary. And I think that's what we're getting with Rick Springfield's version of Lucifer. It's a no nonsense. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm I'm here to fuck shit up, and I think that's why it's so much more subtle. And we still don't know the ramifications of him being ripped from a vessel by the darkness. Like that's th- th- true. That could also have enraged him in some way. Maybe he's right. in pain. Maybe he was weaker because of that. Yeah. I, there's lots of things that we don't know about Lucifer at this point. Even the Lucifer of last year was pretty. We scraped the surface. We we still didn't really jump into Lucifer as a person and where he's at mentally. We don't. Right. We have no idea. We know that he dealt with the issues with his father briefly. And it was all for the greater good, not the greater good, but uh, what's the, the lesser end? of two evils? The lesser of two evils. Um, however, taking it back just a bit, the I agree with you what you said earlier about about this being a much different Lucifer. I wanted to touch on that a bit, if I may. Yeah. Um, the there's the Misha Collins version of Lucifer was more the 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 version that we've seen in season seven. Seven and eleven, I'd right? Say. The, the crazy, over the top, uh, exaggerated version of Lucifer. Yeah, the way Rick Springfield played him, in my opinion, was a more like the muted, more subtle version that we had in season five. The yeah. more, the more, uh, it's de- kind of like what you guys were just saying. Instead of being angry, it's more like down to business. There's no more like, fucking around. It, yeah, it's time to get down to business. Let's get down uh, to business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mulan track and all. Yep. So th- I did like it. Um, and I and I was and I wasn't and I I want to say this because I was kind of I don't want to say negative but I wasn't a fan of the Rick Springfield casting but you know what his acting was great and uh, and I think playing subtle Lucifer was a good decision although I I do being a supernatural nerd I want some some uh, some insight until why he's muted like mm-hmm. let's justify if if Rick Springfield can't play the role like we've been seeing for the last couple of years, then we need to have a reason. If it's because he's angry or because he's in pain or because it's time to get down to business, let's touch on that. And yeah, I know I'm being, I, need I am being an entitled fan and so be it. Like I'll, let's, I'll fully admit I need that as a Lucifer, Mark Pellegrino fan and as an entitled fan, I need a reason because while I, I liked Springfield's portrayal, I thought he did really good as the vessel particularly and pretty good as Lucifer. It's, it's not, hundred percent the same now is that necessarily bad i'd argue yes only because we've seen other actor switches be the same character yellow eyes is the same yellow eyes regardless of vessel ruby was the same ruby but i also i accept one thing first this is his first portrayal as this character so i'm going to give it some time before i put like a harsh stamp 
of approval or disapproval on this. But I do like the darker take of him. Yeah. I just, I want a little bit, and I don't need a whole lot more. I do not really want the campier, more goofy version. I like this dark version. I just want a few more of the mannerisms of Pellegrino's portrayal. Whether it's the the references to pop culture or something, or the, you know, crossing the arms, you know, finger to the mouth as he's thinking and talking about something. Some of those little touches that would make it feel like the same character is there. Yeah. That Sam and Cast and, and or Jared Padalecki and Misha Collins have done. I want a little bit of that. I don't need a lot. I just want a bit. And, and some people in the chat room are saying that maybe they're gonna ditch that all together and they're gonna be like do like Kripke and be like, hey, that's shit. I'm gonna do my own thing and showrunners do their own thing sometimes. And I agree, showrunners do their own thing. And sometimes a showrunner needs to come in and fix things. But I don't think you I don't need, feel like Lucifer's one of the things I don't that really think you needs need fixing. to fix Lucifer's personality. What that's like, yeah. that's like saying, hey, you know what? I don't like the last eight years of how Sam, Sam Sam's personality. I don't like Sam's personality. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to completely change it. What if, they yeah. just, what if they you pull- can't change a personality? You could change the direction of a character. Absolutely. But you can't change the personality that's or the I essence think. Of, a, of, a, of a character. What I, if they just come in and do Lobo and just Lobo? Oh, and, like where they basically what? say. They basically well, I don't know if you're familiar with the with the comic book character Lobo, but you know, like in the eighties he was really big. Well, they they reintroduced Lobo in DC and they and the guy, the new character comes in and says, That's not Lobo, he's been impersonating me for years. And then basically they kill him and then the new guy is now the new Lobo. So eh. what if they pull that like Mark Pellegrino wasn't the actual no, Lucifer? Oh, God, how bad how I'd hate everything about be? that. I'd like, hate He would probably have an aneurysm like I just did. I would. Yeah, I would too. I and I I get what you're saying. I think you can take. I think taking Lucifer in a different direction is what they're doing right now, and I like that. But I do want the mannerisms to still be there. I want to feel like it's the same character who's just had it at this point. Yeah, I, I don't I, think, I think it's too cool. much to ask no, for. Absolutely I don't not. think it's too much to ask for for a character to be a character that we've known. Like delve into him, explore him. Let's let's split the layers, you know, let's 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 split the layers and learn more about the character. But changing the characteristics and mannerisms of somebody is completely unrealistic. Yeah. But Lucifer is real. (laughs) So again, talking about a fictional show, but I'm just saying, look, you don't you don't do it to other characters. Dean is Dean. Castiel is Castiel. Sam is Sam is Sam. And the same thing should uh, should be for Lucifer as well. Right. And I did see I know I did see hints of. Pellegrino's version of Lucifer hints. with Springfield, like when he first was introduced as Lucifer officially, when he blew that guy out the door, his his band buddy, yeah, and said, "Oh, I've got plans." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, there, there we go." The whole "keep your friends close and your enemies close." Like, what's that phrase again? Yeah, you know, like, so there were hints. Of there it. were hints. I just needed like a little bit more of the manners, the physical yeah. things to make, or the way he says it to make me feel like it's truly him. Yeah, and I, I'm confident that they're going to that we're all going to be sold on Lucifer because I, I liked him and I like the tone and I like Rick Springfield's portrayal. Um, as long as they don't abandon everything that we've seen before, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. I like that he references, though, the Book of the Damned that Rowena has and that he's taken her as a prisoner because she has power. Well, that's smart. I mean, that's a smart tactical well, that, maneuver, right? Not just that, but that's something that we've been talking about. The book hasn't shown up since the end of season 10. Where she got that? Is she hiding that under a dress? You know, that has to be important still. That has to still have power. That was one of the most feared things they had. What thing? Book of the Damned. Oh, yeah. For a long time. You know, I still like the idea that maybe he... Or the darkness wrote that because the nun heard whispers or like whispers of darkness. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. I 
was happy that they referenced that, though. Maybe that will play into the Mena Letters Thule magic element. Maybe magic will be a bigger part in this season as well. I I was... Honestly, I think my biggest gripes... Really, my only big gripe was Crowley. And not even a gripe, just more of a question. We see him going to Rowena for help for taking on Lucifer. And we know he wants revenge for the things he made him do in season 11. I get that. But when he's in, he's at the throne room, sitting on the seat. First of all, I guess apparently no one's in the the court of hell anymore. That's just been abandoned or all the demons have killed or been, you know, gone home. But he's trying to convince Lucifer, hey, go after heaven. I'll take hell. And my thing is, does he really want hell? We've discussed this for the last couple of years since Crowley started to feel human, started to get emotions at the end of season eight and most of season nine. He cares about his son. All of a sudden, he cares about his mother through seasons 10 and 11. He doesn't really care about hell. The the The, the Winchesters are where he feels like he belongs or feels important or appreciated in any manner. He had that whole buddy-buddy thing with Dean. My question is, what are you doing with him as a character? Because just him wanting revenge feels a little shallow for Crowley. There's got to be a bigger picture. I, yeah, that's my. Yeah. I'm like, there has to be like, more to this. Yeah, there is. There, there has to be. Dude, we're only what the second, the second episode. Like second episode. Yeah, he's got to have more of a plan, dude. I think we. I think we know enough about Crowley by now to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's got a bigger plan than than this. I mean, I get your point, dude. It, it is awfully shallow for him to just want revenge. Well, but because we, he's been going in different directions. He's been, right. I want to be human, and I want emotions, and I want my family kind of vibe. I want to belong. I just want to be loved. Right. And then we've had, Sam, you've shown me who I really am, red smoky eyes at the end of season 10. I'm bad, and I'm back again, to I'm going to join the Winchesters because fuck Lucifer. He's just, I feel like he's kind of been all over the map, and I always love Crowley scenes. But I, I loved him showing up as the waiter. I was like, you yeah, cocky was son awesome. of a that bitch. Was awesome. But I just think we know enough But I want to know him. where they're taking him at this point. I, I don't want hints at what they're doing or what he kind of has to do with the story. Right. I want to see what's the plan. Yeah. I, I, I think I don't we've disagree. earned that at this point. I don't disagree. I just think that, you know, we're on, like I said, the second episode. Maybe be a touch more patient about it. Because again, no, it's, I know. I realize I'm I probably know. jumping the gun, but it's Crowley. I think we've gotten to the point where we know he's up to more than just a simple plan. Yeah, I think in the chat room, they say Crowley wanting revenge makes sense. You Lucifer utterly, utterly humiliated him. And I, I would definitely agree with that. Revenge, There's more to it. Though. Revenge it, does not make that. sense. That I, does make sense. But why does he try and tell Lucifer that he'll run hell again? Yeah, there's much more to it than just He doesn't just care revenge. about hell. No. The whole bit of season, I think it was either, I, they kind of blur, season 10 or 11 now at this point was when you, yeah, 10, was that he's bored. He's signing paperwork and damning people to hell and moving souls around and he just doesn't care. So why tell Lucifer, maybe it's, oh, I'll trick him and that, and then maybe that was it. But I want to see what that is. And again, this is less a gripe about how they didn't tell me right away and more as it is a wish for the season that I I, want to see him have a distinct end goal or or direction. I think, dude, I think it would be cool to, to want revenge but have a fucking 12 point plan. a 12 point, you know, like fucking ridiculous. The, like, Thomas yeah. James, the Punisher. I planned all this out and I made you fuck yourself. And now you're like, dying. Dude, that would be amazing. Like, like that would be, that awesome. would be fun. I would love to see Crowley's little, like, you know, a Sherlock Holmes reveal at the end of the season, how Thomas, he 
screwed him over. What are you going to do if Crowley ends up ending Lucifer? Are you going to like lose I'm gonna your cry mind? I'm going to cry for like mind? a solid day. Lucifer is never going to go. Like a bitch. At this point. <laughs> he He's going to be, he'll be an end. He'll be the final, final villain. I think he has to be. Rick Springfield might die by then. Oh, oh, he's getting old. You man. can always jump vessels, right? <laughs> that's how Mark Pellegrino. That's how, that's how Pellegrino <laughs> comes back. I'm dying. I'm dying. I better go find Nick's body real fast. I'll be right Resurrect back. Resurrect that. Hold on a minute. Okay, we're back. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what would happen if Thomas wrote fan fiction. <laughs> it would. I would find a reason. He would just find a reason to bring every character I'm alive, but back. I'm hurt very badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, dude, it's like in Dr. Evil's lair when they fall down. I'm very badly burned. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's how I change it. <laughs> uh, who knows? There's so many opinions on the whole uh, Crowley and... That's what I like about the start of the season, man. There's we don't really know where it's going, yeah. so we just sit here and theorize. We were speculating and our ass off last yeah. year with the darkness and souls, want, and we were way off. Dude. I want Lucifer. I want Lucifer to go so we don't get angry at each other anymore. <laughs> That's what I want, dude. Yeah, get out of here, Lucifer. How the, the, I will say the shot that made me like crap myself a little bit. Oh. Was when he's got his melted ass face. That was a cool shot. And not just the one where you see his wings, but the angled shot yeah. where he's got the red eyes yeah. and the messed up face from the side and he's glowing and he's staring at Crowley. I'm like, holy fuck, that is a terrifying image. We've seen a lot of great visual effects over the years for Supernatural. And yeah. that automatically goes on my top 10. I peed a little. Yeah, yeah. Immediately. <laughs> because, I mean... God damn, man. They didn't pull the camera back at all. They showed no. it all the gruesomeness. I, I mean, was surprised it was amazing. by that, too. It's CW, man, getting some balls. I just when I, it matters most. I told you it, it reminded me of the scene in fucking the mummy where you like emo Yeah, face is his all face fucked is all up, fucked up. Which is a cool, like a cool shot. And I I'm glad they actually showed it. Yeah. I, because if they didn't show it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been as powerful. If they didn't show it. And I think, dude, that scene was legit as yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's man. one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Favorite bit, it, it was, probably that It episode. was creepy and uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and this is what I was telling. I also got a uh, Two-Face vibe from The Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. I was telling Thomas off air that um, a lot of times nowadays with a lot of these low, I don't want to call CW low budget, but TV in general is low budget when compared to feature films and the blockbuster superhero films and all the fabulous extravagant visual effects that we see nowadays and what we see a lot of times now in these shows is it's fast shots because that's a safe way to go yeah very rarely do you linger do you linger on a shot and the fact that the the director and the visual effects guys got together and decided to say hey guys we're gonna linger on a 30 second bit where his face is fucked yeah and we're not gonna pull away that takes confidence they were confident in their work that they lingered for a good 35 40 seconds yeah, was a on that scene. shot. It was amazing. It was so good. Yeah. And that definitely helped make him more intimidating because the fucked up face and the red eyes with the angel wings, that feels like the Lucifer from season five. This dark yeah. villain. Oh, fuck. I am in the wrong camp power level for this shit. And Crowley nopes the fuck out. I did think that was kind of funny. That but was also hilarious. shitty for Rowena. That, that was hilarious. And then, but here's the thing, dude. This version of Lucifer really had me scared that we were going to see Rowena die again. I I felt like it was too early to kill her again. I thought so too, but at the same time, he had that, like, holy, you're going to get fucked. Like, you're about to die. Like, he had that look, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, especially when the the plan went through the toilet. Yeah. Manny. Well, well, that doesn't work anymore. (laughs) 
I liked it. I like they found a way to bring uh, Rowena back in in a in a. We'll wait and see. It remains to be seen whether or not she'll have a def- decent story arc. But we'll we'll see. I'm glad she's in it. I think she's become a fan favorite. However, she has. however, I also don't want our 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 favorites being held captive by fan favorites. Like I, if yeah. they if they belong the story, okay, have them in it. But if, if not, we're just putting you in there because they're a fan favorite, then that's not good. Yeah. I think Rowena's right on the cusp because she doesn't want this life anymore. I mean, after the events of season 11, because the thing is, I remember some people are like, why is she just running away? That's such crap. I'm like, you have to remember, she never lost really until season 11. The mega mega coven didn't work. The grand coven, she never got her revenge. Lucifer flat out kills her. The one person she cared about was killed by Crowley at the end of season 10, you know. She flat out loses when Lucifer kills her. And after looking into the eyes of the darkness, she's like, I am piecing out until this whole thing blows over at the Winchester, you know, from Shaun of the Dead. She knows what it's like to lose now. So she's playing a different game to, like she said, just sip martinis and and ride out the rest of her years. I think that makes sense for her from a character standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. She tried to take over hell with Crowley. That didn't work. She tried to take over hell with Lucifer. That didn't work. She tried to join Amara's side. That didn't work. There's nothing left for her in the supernatural realm of possibilities. Because the Winchesters or Crowley are always going to be after her and try and thwart her plans. So yeah, It's a smart character move to... to it makes sense. And yeah. I like that she, her Book of the Dam still like, makes no, her relevant for like Lucifer's plans. Yeah. So, we'll see. I think with that, guys, it's probably time to move on to final thoughts on what we... Th- grade the episode ryan what about you well now that my blood pressure is actually set back calm to, down yeah, a little bit yeah it's yeah i'm calm now um no i really did like this episode um I, i'm still on the fence about rick springfield i think um i think he's gonna be good and, and i at first i was kind of like you man i'm kind of like i don't know dude why yeah. why recap like why but i think I think if he keeps playing the very dark and mysterious, um, thanks, Mike. <laughs> oh, he's getting uh, in the chat now. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I think if he plays that dark, kind of really super scary version of Lucifer, I'm I'm on board, man. I think I like that dude. I, I just don't. I don't think he's gonna last in that that vessel for very long. I do want them to explain why he's in that vessel, right. Without any like burns already showing up, exactly. So. I don't know. I um I liked the episode. I liked I'm really I'm really excited to see where they're gonna take Mary Winchester. I, I think that's the one thing I'm really excited about this season is that we take know, her to the backseat of baby. I would, oh. I would oh. definitely take her to the backseat. But I'm not I don't know, dude. Well he doesn't have any junk, so he no does. Ball, no balls would touch. That body there. has junk. Oh that's oh. right. Damn. Yeah, it does. <laughs> what, do you what, know? what would that be? Would that be rest restio? Since I'm Ryan my name's Ryan, it's Castillo. Rastio, 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 Rastiel. I think that's sexy. Um, no, I I want to see Castian. Castian. Ooh, that's a good one, actually. Um, no, I like I like where they're I like the idea of what they're doing. I, we know about John Winchester, and we know about Mary from flashbacks and stuff, but we don't we haven't seen her since she was on the roof, technically, of the house on fire, and I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, it sounded like she was on the roof, like physically. Oh, she was on the roof. Well, technically, her body was on fucking fire. Um, but no, I, I, I think it's cool to see where she's going, and I like the, I like Dean and Sam learning that you know, learning how to have a mother again. 
I think that's going to be interesting. It's, I, I'm, and I'm really more interested in how Sam deals with it. Yeah, because he's never had a mom. He's never had a mom. Dean at least had a few years with her before she passed away. So I, I'm, I'm very excited to see this. I really don't want them to use her as a bargaining piece, though. I really don't want the main villain to, or whatever we see, you know, whoever is the main big bad, take control, take her and, and use her as a bargaining chip. I don't want to see that because they do it with the brothers every year where they take Sam and then they use it against Dean. And yeah. They take Dean and they use it against Sam. You don't want Sam. them. Well, I think Mike said it earlier. The dab is deliberately trying to circumvent our expectations. Right. So I, I am hopeful that that will be the case. So I'm I'm a very, I like this episode quite a bit. The, the visual effects shots were fucking unreal. The shot where he's standing there and his wings spread out. Yeah. Holy shit. He dude. was fully erect right there. Dude, I was fully erect. In I almost scene. wanted, it wouldn't have made sense, but I almost wanted like the demon bat wings kind of look. Oh, dude, that would have been That would have been so kind of cool. cool. It wouldn't have made sense, but it would have no, been cool. No, but it would have been cool as shit. Or maybe his wings were corrupted. Or larger knows? wings or double because he's an archangel. That would be so That would have been cool, cool too. Dude. A double rainbow. Double rainbow. I love way. me some double rainbows. Um, no, I, if I had to grade this episode, I'm gonna give it an A. It's an A episode for me. Um, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I think, but again, I, I do agree with you, Thomas. Um, not about the books. Cause I didn't really give a shit about right. the books. I'm petty. We know I, I would have, I would have much preferred it say to be continued. I yeah, think I really think that would have helped. I it. think it would have helped it. I think they just need to start doing that. Cause with this is the second season in a row. I'd say Third. It, yeah, actually, you're right. Third, where... Season 10, 11, and 12. Where it could have been a two-part first episode, and I think that's where they dropped the ball on this. So, yeah. All right. Mike, you? What did you think? I thought this was a solid episode. I'm going to give this an A grade here. Um, I thought the the most strongest act of the entire thing was the setup. The first act was was just fantastically written. It got the ball rolling at the right pace. And it let us know from the get-go that all the questions we had from the very first episode were going to be answered. I mean, I have a list here of everything that was covered. Within the opening seven minutes, we have the awkwardness between uh, Dean and Mary covered. We have the main issue uh, talked about by the Men of Letters in terms of there possibly being hunters being bought. Or some type of intervention with the monsters in in the United States. We have Castiel's... Uh, I loved this, and this I, I know it's something something little, but I love the ca- love Castiel. Always have, and I love the fact that he has grown so much as a character that he actually gives viable advice to Dean. Well, he, he's he's a you know Dean almost looks up to him. Right? Yeah, I yeah. like that Dean actually called him to you know no, he didn't call him he was called and then he actually said hey hold up a second and actually share something That's of value cool, in man. terms of information and then he got. Advice. I, I felt the ap- episode was us getting back to the things that made Supernatural the reason why we liked it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of the themes. I don't think. I know. Uh, I don't think they were pandering necessarily, um, but I do think. I, I do feel that they were giving us the things that us Supernatural fans want to see for the most part. Obviously, they can't please everybody. It's, we're millions of people, right? But I think for the most part, they're trying to do right by us. Um, and I think it's it's been fulfilling so far, and I'm excited about what they're going to do with Mary. I think that's a highlight for me. I think what yeah. they have been writing for her, I think is great. Uh, it's not what I expected to get from her as a character, and I feel like it's just going to get better. Yeah. So, what would you give this one then? A? An, a, an A. Yeah. All right. Um, I 
wish I, ha- I have my gripes about Lucifer, obviously, but I do love a lot of what they've done. I love the interpretation of a darker version. I love the imagery with him, both with the wings and the effed up face and the eyes and just some of the stuff he said. Like I said, I a couple little bit of character characterization, character elements would help. But again, it's his first episode as Lucifer, so I'm not going to judge that too harshly because I liked a lot of what I saw. I agree this needed to be to be continued for the premiere to have the punch that we all wanted it to. And we kind of knew that was going to be the case, but still, I think that would really help the stories flow for us. I thought that the mental letters are a lot more interesting than we were originally fearing that they were kind of basic in the first part, but we find out more as things go along. Uh, Sam and Mary's interaction was the heartstring moment for me. I'm sure it was for you guys too. His, you know, having you back fills a big blank. I am happy with how they've done Mary. She's she feels like she fits. I love her interaction with Dean and how much they're similar. I love seeing her trying to blend in or not blend in, but like fit in and assimilate to the family. I think they've got a ton of material to go with that. And I think we've come up with some ideas here of how you can make the Thule and the Mental Letters story some really interesting stuff. I like a dark Lucifer. So for me, this one, just because I like to keep my grades consistent if I liked other episodes better, this one's an A- minus for me, but okay. still a strong, strong episode. So we still all gave it A's, even though... Still all gave it A's, yeah. Okay. It's a solid premiere. First, Good first step for Dab. So we'll see what he's got in the next couple. Sad thing is we're already, what, two of eight until we have another freaking right. big break, another mid-season break. finale. God, dude, fuck. I know. So with that, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into our thoughts from you... For this episode from Facebook and other messages, as well as the upcoming episode in just a minute. Supernatural, the crossroads will be right back. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. Geek Out Saturday. The biblical allegories that we talked about uh, last week um, with the innocence, like much like we saw with the first creations, Adam and Eve, that I think definitely connects to the general theme of of Westworld. What is that, you might ask? For me, first second that that happened, I was like, hey, that probably has something to do with kryptonite. Darth Vader could not open the crystal. Caden cannot open the crystal. Ahsoka cannot open the crystal, okay? The reason I'm pointing this out this episode, what does the Bendu do? He takes the Starting thing. Starting point and an ending point, and it told its story pretty damn well. There's a couple gripes or a few little changes that anybody on the internet or ourselves have talked about, but overall, season 11 was great. I look back at season 10 now with... Catch up on your favorite Rayman digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rayman Channel 001. Listen for the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001. Have you missed an episode of DC on CW? If you have, this is what you've missed. You know, Wild Dog won't stick around. You know, maybe he'll go off and do something else yeah, and go protect another city. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. 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 Maybe we'll go mop the floor or something. Why yeah. do you think we want Bobby back? Yes. Like, why do you think Bobby's here all the time, Mike? Come on, we don't yeah. want the Mexicans. We don't want the Mexican running the board, man. <laughs> what, if, like, uh, what if Oliver just handed him a mop? Here you go. He's like, here you go, man. This here, is what I trained you for. Everybody else ring the bell. You just mop. Yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and mop this up. I'll get you some tacos later. You, no, you bring me tacos. Oh, oh right, right, right. You got to make me tacos. <laughs> would, would you trust someone that's your servant to make you tacos and not spit in them? 
Make sure it's booger free, please. <laughs> Hold the boogers on that, or I'll put an arrow in your knee. Again, bitch. The Kraken made it. God. <laughs> oh. And there was a little still or shot of Terrific in his costume. Now, um, Terrific's costume in the comic books is a little different. He's got a weird T painted on his face, and he wears this sweet-ass leather jacket. I'm glad that they're keeping it close to the original. I guess that depends. That depends on how they handle the big T in the middle of his face. It's very cool. And I'm just going to say it. He's also a black dude. I mean, you're painting a black face with a black paint. Ah, oh, my God. No, I'm just silly, though. That's just kind of silly. That's good. At least paint a white or something. White face. Yeah. Is he a white? He's a clown I'm now? being serious. It sounded <laughs> bad. What do you think? It's going to look weird. We might see return of characters, but one of the biggest theories that Bobby has is, could Tommy be Prometheus? <sighs> and that's been mm. a... Are you okay? Are you Jason? Are you coming? Or are you like in heat? What is going on? Do not hit her with the impregnation arrow right now. She's in heat, guys. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Tell me your guns, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna come hang out. Yeah. You want to bang? Like. Check out the new DC fan show, DC on CW, covering topics from the arrow, the flash, and legends of tomorrow. Head over to rainmandigitalmedia.com to get more details. This is Crossroads 003. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural The Crossroads. I just gotta say, I fucking love this song, dude. Shaun of the Dead, all the time. First thought. Alright, so now we're going to take some messages from you guys and what you thought about episode 2, Mamma Mia, from the Facebook page. And I, I read through some of these earlier. It seemed to be a little bit of a mixed bag, mostly positive. But, you know, what show, what episode isn't these days, right? Right. So this one's from Samantha Levitin. The opening scene of Sam and Tony in bed, I was like, what the fuck? It's got to be maybe a dream that Sam is having or a spell potion that Tony cooked up. Uh, and lo and behold, it was a spell that Tony made to mess with Sam's head. Later, we are introduced to Rick Springfield's vessel, Vince, soon leading up to him to seeing how Lucifer tricks him into getting a free pass to possessing his body. Uh, heading to Crowley, Rowena, Lucifer have a little chat. Uh, basically a lot of recap, but she loved the Dean and Mary scene in the car talking about John and Sam. Then Sam's surprise at seeing Dean alive and even bigger surprise of having his mom back from the dead. Super sweet scene at the end of the episode. Mary and the boys ordered in dinner right after and a sweet Sam and Mary scene with Sam giving Mary John's journal, missing out on Sam growing up and filling in the missing holes in his life uh, and Sam having the biggest hole in his life filled. So all around positive from Sam, uh, from Samantha. Uh, Brittany Trexler, I hope I said that right. I'm not sure how I feel about the season so far. My favorite part about this episode was the emotional moment between Sam and his mom at the end. I was starting to feel annoyed that they were all being so casual at the bunker when they all got back. So I'm glad they finally showed some emotion about her being back. I do have to agree that I I didn't touch on it. I should have in my final assessment. of Yeah, I should have. That Sam moment, I, I teared up. Oh yeah, not dude. gonna lie. I, I, single I, man hate, I hate admitting when I on a freaking TV show, but Why? I mean, I because te- it's it's fake. 
So are movies. You cry during those. No, I don't. You didn't cry when Mufasa died? I laughed on Titanic when they all died. Oh, you're God, evil. you're a soulless Especially bastard. that guy that like fell from that one that he okay, was hanging. That one was like, actually funny. Biffs it off. The yeah, that okay, was the best. When Mufasa died in Lion King, you didn't cry? Only because it was James Earl Jones. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullcrap. No, but I did. I actually teared up that scene with Sam and, and it's uh, his rough, mom. dude. Yeah, that was a rough, rough scene. And it Pat like he's been on point these two episodes. He? I mean, he he took. I mean, okay, I don't want to say this because because it's going to sound like he's not a good actor. He's a great actor, but, but just these I, last two. Oh my lord, man! He has he has took it up a notch. See, and there's the thing is like the last couple seasons have been very Dean centric. And I kind of like the shift to Sam again, more like Kripke's run, only because I'm, I've, we've had so much Dean-centric plot for a while. I'd like to see more Sam be directly involved, and I think the mom is a strong way for both of them to yeah, be directly involved. I agree. But I would say, like you said, he's a great actor, but it's the difference between, wow, he was great in that scene, and you forget that you're watching an actor because you're like, that guy just got his mom back. Yeah. Oh, wait, shit, that was a show. <laughs> like yeah. That's the difference there. Um, I don't know how I feel about Rick Springfield yet as Lucifer either. I'm hoping they will explain what this what is special about his vessel if he's able to keep this one. Um, I I agree. We, that, I, we, we've I mentioned that briefly, yeah, and but that, yeah, that goes back to what we've been saying that there needs to be some minor explanations here yeah. and there to just clarify some things, and that's one of them. Uh, I was disappointed with the way Rowena was acting, unless she has some other plan up her sleeve. I don't see her wanting to run away and hide like a scared little girl. She's always been such a badass. I mean, I said before, I think it's not about her being scared or a badass. I think it's that what does she have in this life if she stays in this life? Crowley's apprehended her multiple times. The angels could always find her. The Winchesters found her repeatedly. Everything she's worked for or tried or wanted revenge on has either been died or killed her. Yeah. There's nothing there anymore. Yeah, and also, she's in way over her head. And I think At that this point, was kinda, I think she realizes that with the darkness showing yeah, up. Yeah, I don't think she's trying to run from anything in terms of that she can't take it. I, I'm saying that that she, ha, enough is enough. And she, all she wanted to do was, run her, done, was run her mega coven and have a little bit of power, some but respect. But she realizes with God and Amara showing up and Lucifer, yeah. no power she has is going to be equal to any of that. She and should just run you, away with me. And... <laughs> Run away with Ryan. You yeah. got you to have I'll, some money and take her to I'll the treat her Mediterranean. Like a, I'll treat her like a queen. There you go. So I, I don't feel like she's running scared. I feel like it makes sense for her at this point. But that's my opinion. Uh, overall, it was okay, but I'm hoping they will do better as the season continues. They've never fully let me down, so I'm trying not to be too pessimistic about it. Can't wait to hear your take. Uh, this is from, I want to say, Avi. Or, yeah, Avi DeMoret. Good episode, probably a B for me. Glad Sam is rescued, but thought that the guy showing up at the end was just a little too easy. The fight between Lady Bevel and Mary was cool, but you could tell neither women, neither woman was used to stunt fighting. I, I griped about that actually off air, but I, I could see the... I liked Mary kicking ass, and I liked Lady Bevel being able to fight and use spells simultaneously, like some kind of battle mage. But I... I, I but they're Yeah, right. <laughs> But they weren't, you know, trained fighters. It, it, it wasn't the Dean versus Cole fight, but it was still fun. Uh, I probably wouldn't usually pick up on it, but the guys are so good at it, it was noticeable. Poor Rowena was out of the game and just trying to settle down with a nice Republican she could drink martinis with at her club. And Crowley had to drag her back in and then ditched her. Vince's story was so similar to Nick's, but his face covered in blood was a great shot. 
And speaking of Lucifer, the whole scene of Lucifer fixing his acid face was all caps awesome. Love the visual effects and his wings. I thought they were uh, overusing the red eyes in this episode, but in that scene, it was perfect. I will agree with that. I, I like how Lucifer and Crowley, too, the red eyes is very sparingly used, and I don't want that to and become... Like use it a bunch. I don't want them that to become a de facto, hey, by the way, this is Lucifer and he's mad. Right. I want that 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 feeling when it happens. Like, when he's got the fucked up face and the wings are showing, perfect time for the eyes. Right. You know, the him appearing in the little mini halfway house cage in season 11, perfect shot with the eyes. But I don't want that to be just like the, the constantly used the thing. The go-to thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll diminish its effect on, on the audience. Uh, I love the visual. Uh, I think it was there just to bring back the... The dark yeah. vibe. It could be. I just I hope they don't do too much moving forward. Uh, if they had to keep it in that one, I think it would have worked better. It would have had an even bigger impact. I thought the sexy scenes at the beginning were okay. I was really hoping we were seeing Sam become a plant for the mental letters, but ended up being just a spell. Meh. It seems like he actually gave her answers while he was under the spell. Does that mean that she had those answers in real life? Also, did she make sex noises and talk while he was under the influence to make it more real? I hope she so. obviously knew what he was dreaming about. <laughs> I think it was. A sp- yeah, it was. Maybe because she a- controlled the spell, though. Yeah, she I had think, to be I think involved, that was the whole then. point. Yeah, that it was. A, it was a sense of violation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She was into it. Like she might have been. You know. Yeah. She was. Never mind. Yeah, I think so. Uh, favorite line was Castiel's. I don't sweat under any circumstance. Could be him being his literal self or a threat. Overall, on a, a first watch, I was a little underwhelmed. I'm hoping for when we get a chance to wow. watch them together, they'll be better. So I think a lot of negativity. I'm I'm surprised. Uh, Kathy Tyler agree with a lot of Samantha. I was really into the Lucifer scenes in Crowley and Rowena. I thought the episode was very heavy on those three, and the Winchester moments were quick added scenes. Loved Mary and Dean in the car, and Sam and Mary in the room at the end. The dinner scene, I uh, I just. I get I just had issues with the pacing. Oh, sorry. I, I, yeah. The dinner scene I get. What? I just had the dinner scene I get. I just had issues with the pacing or transition going from the torture dungeon and everyone injured to family dinner time all healed playing normal because that there was just a next well, scene. Wouldn't Castiel heal them? Yeah, there's like I was it was just a little weird to me. I also think the next two episodes uh, are going to tie into these first two and then and they will all get a little better when we can watch them in a row instead of having to wait week to week. So she's she's probably a binge watcher who enjoys it more. Or, or and you know what? And that, and that can definitely take your enjoyment out of a show. If you're used to binge watching, you want that instant gratification of what's next. So yeah. I and it can it. also affect how you perceive a show. Yeah. You know, having to wait week to week for super uh, uh, Walking Dead season two. I know that pissed off a lot of people, but I binge watched it and I didn't think it was bad. Everybody should just be patient because within the next five years or less, I've been saying this for 10 years now, uh, everything's going to be on demand. Everything's going to be binge. The, the, the whole time slot thing won't exist. There's no point to it anymore. Yeah. It's going to be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like, hey, tonight at midnight, all your episodes will be available on for CBS. All your episodes will be available. That's available on Wednesdays will be available on NBC. Like it, it, time slots are they an old start, dying thing. It's not going to be there. They should just start doing it like Netflix and release the whole fucking season. It's, it's, yeah, it's, that'd I be mean, cool. I mean, shit, that's dude. a little different just because of the fact that it's going to take um, the entire industry to change the way they shoot yeah. stuff. Because right now, Supernatural shoots throughout the season. 
And a lot of shows do that. So in order to do something like that, it would take an entirely different approach for the found. The industry will have to change the way they do things completely. Yeah. But I don't I, know if but I could, that. But I could see it happening because more and more shows are going to Netflix. More and more shows are doing that. So I can see it happening. But it's going to take time. Uh, can you imagine what we'd look like if we had 23 episodes of Supernatural? Like, yeah, we'd all oh, be Oh, dude, weird. I wouldn't leave the I wouldn't house. know what fucking day it was. I'd, I'd come <laughs> out and be like, what fucking day is it? I'd be obese. You're not? No, um, I'd be more. <laughs> morbidly? It's not a good one if it's not true, Ryan. That's a good point. <laughs> Uh, Myth Maverick rules. I had a lot of mixed feelings about this episode. Thought Rick Springfield nailed Lucifer. His acting was great, and the special effects of the acid was exceptionally disturbing. I enjoyed Crowley, Rowena, and Lucifer's interactions. But the scenes with Sam, Dean, and Mary felt rushed, and I just and just thrown in like guest stars would be, not like the leads of the show at all. There was frighteningly small amount of any emotion with Dean trying to find Sam. It felt like they were out for a drive, not on a rescue mission at all. Even less emotion when he walked in and saw Sam looking so bad from being tortured. He seemed more annoyed that he got caught or, uh, than worried about his brother. The dinner scene was just weird and didn't even fit at all. I, I disagree with that. I, I think that worked after getting your ass kicked and all that stuff and Cass healing some people up. You'd want to take five and... I mean, they just saved the world from the darkness a couple of days ago. I think pie and chicken was earned at that point. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only one. Thanks for that. Thanks for the, for the info back, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't know you were talking. I, I, yeah, I sound like you were just kind of making a point, and then I didn't know I needed to chime in there. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if it was editing or who was responsible, but the transitions and timing between the scenes was the worst I think I've ever seen in an episode ever. They could have had at least shown Cass doing the two-finger heel thing, going right to seeing them all healed and just fine. It was jarring, to say the least. Uh, what about Jesus? The, I thought this show, the pacing was, was so good. good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what people I, I are can watching. Understand that jump may have thrown people because you kind of wanted Sam and Dean to interact, or Sam and Mom to interact before they just show up at home but and they, everything's they, fine. They went to the Men of Letters scene. Yeah, and I know. Because of that, therefore, we now know that time has passed. I want to see them go to the bathroom. <laughs> I want to see them watching TV. Yeah, I want to see uh, Dean fart. Yeah, I, I want to see everything. I want to actually see the whole entire follow through of him watching, you know, hentai porn. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> yeah, like I want to see mom walk in while he's watching hentai porn. Yeah, I want to see Mary Winchester shower. Oh, JK. Yeah, I want a shower. Anyway, camera. yeah. What about uh, speaking of cast? Now, I you know what? I'm just being I'm being facetious, but I get where people are coming from. But at the same time, we it's a 42 minute show. They can't show us everything. <laughs> I get wanting to see everything. They can't show us everything. But I, I can understand because a couple people through Reddit even were complaining about that that scene transition. They felt like there should have been an additional one. Um, speaking of Cass, all he did was stand by doing nothing at all but make some old comments we've heard uh, every single season. Is this all he's going to do all season? Was it, What's he in the I, show I, for I, then? I, I love people's input, but I think I'm done with it. Like, it's just negative. He's getting more and more negative. It's bringing the show down. <laughs> like, I want you guys to keep writing your thoughts, and we'll pick you guys randomly here and there to read. But, I mean, we, I think we've heard it all at this point. All right. I want to keep it upbeat. Keep it upbeat? Yeah. So we're going to go to speculative... Speculative... Ah. Speculation? Wow. Did you just have a stroke? I did. I did a mild stroke. Okay. 
So now we're going to talk about the upcoming episode, episode three. Is this one call, actually called Oh Baby, or no, did Ryan called, get a hold of the show notes? No, it's called The Foundry, right there in the notes. The episode is called The Foundry. Oh, see, I, I, oh, I seeing, thought it was Oh Baby, I too. I see the dash right before the synopsis. That's what I said. Did you do that? <laughs> no, I didn't do That's anything. That's how it's I, written. To I was going to say, I totally would believe Ron you fucked Burgundy with it. over here. And, I, and you guys make Well, now it's your turn to read, so go ahead. <laughs> That's funny as hell. When a crying baby leads to death in a mysterious abandoned house. What? When a crying baby leads <laughs> to death in a mysterious abandoned house. That's really dark. Yeah, it's fucked up. We're, dude, we're going dark this season. No shit. I like it. Mary, Sam, and Dean uh, decide to investigate. Meanwhile, Castiel hunt, hunts, hunt for Lucifer. Should we say hunts for Lucifer? Castiel's hunt H- oh, for Castiel's, Lucifer. Yeah, I can't read. Castiel's hunt for Lucifer leads him begrudgingly to a partner with Crowley. Uh, Robert Barons wrote this episode, and it was directed by Robert Singer. Hmm. So Barons. Barons I've always liked in. I've always liked Robert Barons, I think, and Robert Singer as the director. You know, he's been with the show forever, so that is a big stamp of approval for me. Well, I think this is good too because we just in the synopsis there. Obviously, if it's got me, if it's got Castiel and Crowley working together to find, you know, to partner the best up, buddy cop. Yeah, I mean, then obviously this is going to have at least half the episode has to do with the main storyline. You know, and then the top, the first part looks like we're going to get into, I, I doubt it's a monster of the week type situation, but you don't know. Um, but it is, so we're going to get a, a pretty cool, I think we're going to get a pretty cool I hope episode. they don't have too many monsters of the week for the first half since there's only eight episodes. Right. I it, feel like everything kind of needs to, to be, be about pre- the story, right? Season, season 11 did that pretty well. I think it wasn't until the seventh episode plush that we had one that wasn't directly tied to what was happening. Right. You know? In some major capacity. I mean, Baby was probably the most far removed, but it had the whole reveal of talking through the cage, right. you know, and plus that was just a phenomenal episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, the crying baby leading to death in an abandoned house. That's pretty fucking morbid. So I like that. That's fucked up. But I, didn't we talk about kids being sc- Mike, when did we talk about kids being scary? Like, I feel like we just had this conversation. Was, uh, the Flash, I think. That's right. Dude, we yeah. literally just talked about how ki- how scary kids are. Kids are and fucked like, up, dude, man. B- Bob even talked about he almost kicked Harley, like because she was being creepy. Like, yeah, his kid. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> kids are scary, man. I was saying the same thing. Like, sometimes what I'll, happened? Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night to see my son like hovering over me at the side of the bed, <laughs> he's gonna like some you. kind of murderer. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I guess. <laughs> and he's so, all, I, I had a bad dream. I'm like, all right, well, jump now into, I'm gonna too. Yeah, I'm like, jump so, into bed. Thank you for scaring me. Bob just was just slide into bed. Don't hover <laughs> over me. It's scary. Bob said he woke up to Harley in the middle of the hallway, backlit by a, like a nightlight. At two o'clock in the morning, with her hands over her face, crying. Oh god! Like whimpering, like <laughs> like, like the that. witch from Left 4 Dead. Yes, that's ex- that's exactly yeah. the analogy. Yeah. There we go. He's like, I thought I was going to get attacked Fuck by that. zombies. Like, dude, it was it was uh, it was pretty funny. We just literally just had this conversation yesterday. I, I could see that kids are terrifying. Kids are fucking creepy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they should, I, we should build a wall around kids. We should. we should. We should build a wall for kids. Yeah. Definitely. I think that it's good to stay away from mental letters for this episode, though, and focus on yes. Lucifer's plan. I mean, obviously, all the Lucifer all day for me would be the best show ever. <laughs> but <laughs> Such a nerd. I think you need the mental letters have just kind of semi been defeated. Quote, I think you need to let that sit for just a minute until Mr. Catch shows up yeah. out of the blue. I think that would be good. He, if, he better sound like Jason Statham. Like, hello. Like he, that's he, not he, how Jason Statham sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jason, you're right. He's Statham, and yeah, you guys. Oh, it's Statham. Yeah, it's Statham. And, and Tom is the nerd. Yeah, excuse me, a Statham. Guys, he's an action star. I know a little bit about action movies. Just saying, 
Um, but I don't disagree with you, Mike. He should be a total fucking walking badass. Yeah. Like, don't build him I up. I want like, him to have. If like, he wa- dude, like, what if I he want to have. In? I want him to have a Guy Ritchie vibe to him. What if he walks <laughs> in and he's just like a straight up like pencil pushing nerd? No, oh, that'd be terrible. What if he's like Balthazar in a goofball but just murders people? Nah, I don't know <laughs> if I'm into that one, dude. He's got to be a total badass. I think with a darker season, you're going to have that more traditional badass James Bond kill and get James the hell out. James Bond, that would be awesome, dude. I'm looking forward to it. I it's think Daniel it'll be Craig. cool. Daniel but Craig just shows up. Daniel Craig. Oh, fuck. They got that kind of billing now? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, I think Oops. it's going to be a good setup. Sorry, what? Go ahead. I started music by accident. I know. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, geez, way to cut us off. I think focusing on letting letting that sit for a minute will be nice because then you could have him as an assassin, like, attempt to shoot someone out of nowhere yeah. and have that be the end of the episode? Like, what? Like, you're being attacked? Like, other shows have done that kind of thing. Yeah. And that be would cool. be a good cliffhanger for the next week, and I think that keeps the energy up and keeps the mental letters as a threat. Yeah. While Lucifer's obviously still the bigger thing. I want to know what, if Crowley and Cass will have enough screen time and kind of them discuss, because they're both basically be- betrayed or, or screwed over by Lucifer. One was the vessel, one was turned into now. the bitch. You know, and they're both relatively at their strength. Maybe cool, what is, is Mike playing the goddamn radio over there? What are you playing? Is that, I'm switching channels. Is that Titanic? I think that I, I want to see them interact a bit about the yeah, whole incident I, I yeah, and what I, Lucifer did and what they plan to do. Because, I mean, theoretically, you could just put him in the cage, but you can kill an archangel. Right. It's been done. Right. Maybe they just try and find that route, you know? Oh, man, that's... I don't know. We'll see. That's rough. Mike, any any thoughts, last minute speculation? I'm curious as, as to how the latest Robert Barron's episode will resonate with the fan base just because the fact that he wasn't a fan favorite last year by a lot of people. A lot of people kind of belittle him about the whole, uh, uh, what was it, uh, pedophilia episode with the darkness and Dean. I mean, he We took, disagree with that. Well, of course. We disagree with it. But, I mean, he took a beating last year. Yeah, he I mean, he was that. attacked on the internet. So I'm wondering uh, if he's licked his wounds and uh, he's ready to knock one out the box for the fans, and if they will, if he will return to the episode or season ten or season nine, Robert Barron's, where everybody loved him. I I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, because he he did take a beating last year, quite a bit. We'll see. But so far, we're on a pretty good track record. I think we can take it as a whole now. It was a pretty good premiere because it was two episodes. Yeah. But looking at it as a, from a bigger picture, I think it was a strong installment. So a good first step for this season and Andrew Dabb as a whole. So with that, guys, I think that's going to pretty much do it here for Supernatural The Crossroads. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us, whether on your own, on demand, or through the chat room talking to us tonight with all of our rage-induced Ryan and fantasy dreams about Mark Pellegrino by me. But thank you guys. Make sure to check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Crossroads SPN, Bold Irishman, The Ryan Denton. Make sure to get the Rain Man digital app to listen to us on the go whenever you want. And we will see you guys all next week. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt. 